You are about to enter a world of pure terror. A world of shock. A world of nightmares. A world where your only chance is to run, and you don't dare look behind you. You are about to experience the Mutilator. Don't say we didn't warn you. The Mutilator from OK Productions. They know how to make you smile. You're already here, why don't you stay a while? Kick back, relax, you freaks. They're playing all the tricks and taking all of the treats. Grab a whiskey and hang on tight. Smoke that bong with all your might. They write books, but that ain't all. One's short and smooth and one is hairy and tall. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and then drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Best buds talking book of the week and all the horror stuff that they think is neat. Hanging loose to in ridiculous read. Not cause we deserve it, cause it's what we need. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. They argue about everything and drive each other so insane. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. It's vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Welcome to Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne. Well, you know I'm John Wayne, and with me, as always, is Christopher Triana. Christopher? Hello, hello. What's the haps, brother? Oh, you know me. Doing my thing over here. But uh, but what's more important is, um, as the summer of Slashers rolls on, we have another guest to bring to you today. And uh, this is a man who uh, I, I met from the Bizarro scene back in the day. Uh, he is a most excellent horror writer. He's the author of Super Ghost, uh, Triple Axe, Slices, and more. Uh, please welcome the most awesome badass, Scott Cole. Welcome, sir. Thank welcome. you. What's up, boys? What's going Good on, does... Scott? Nothing. I'm, I'm excited to be here. Thanks, man. Thanks for, yeah. thanks for joining the show. Um, yeah, absolutely. yeah, we're excited to have you. As I was, I was just saying uh, before we were recording, um, when we decided to do uh, summer slashers and have guests, you were one of the first people I thought of because of your love of the genre and because you wrote Triple X, which is very slash tastic, uh, and because you <laughs> are much like John Wayne and I, you are a a big collector of novelizations. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so you are actually going to be doing our uh, ridiculous read this week. And this is the first time anyone other than John Wayne or I have, have done a ridiculous read for the show. Ooh, I'm, Ooh, I'm honored. Yeah. Truly honored. I'm, I'm excited for uh, the, ex the excerpt that I have chosen. And I hope you guys enjoy it. Did yeah. you just like? Did you do that just to put the pressure on him up top? Like, <laughs> also, we're not I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Definitely. And you're the only one. Like a truck. Um, Chris, how's your week been, dude? Anything new on the very, ranch up there? Uh, no, it's, it's been really, it's been really good. Um, I've got a lot of projects going on. I kind of feel like I'm juggling a little bit too much sometimes, but um, but it's good to be this busy. So, how Hell about yeah. you guys? 
Dude, I've been super busy. I did I did finish another audiobook today that got sent up and done. Um, and I'm also contracted for a few more. But the big thing I wanted to say that's been the most baddest ass thing about this week is that I got to return to play live music in front of people on Friday night. I played at this party for this um, metal company. They're called Merge. They they do uh, huge metal art inst- and, and then in the sculptures and then in the installation of the sculptures around the country. Like it's crazy. So they were moving their shop from uh, where they were to another place. So they cleaned everything out and they had me come out and play. My buddy Richard sat in with me uh, to play drums, the wolf. Ow! Uh, but we played like three and a half sets uh, probably throughout the night. And it was just fucking badass. And it was one of those things where as soon as like we, we just stepped up there and I started to play and I opened my mouth and, things came out into the microphone i was like oh fuck yeah dude we're back mm. babe. this is gonna yeah. be like everything like there was no wrong i was like slinging it around like elvis and shit it was just it was a lot of fun so Ooh. that was like a big uh my my big uh thing my my finger in the asshole for the week if you will mm. yes the, the nice good thing that happened yes. to me <laughs> what, what what's up with you scott up there in old uh pennsylvania way uh it's really hot. I, I don't like the heat so much, so I'm 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 just trying to stay alive. And it's you know it's we're just getting started. Um, I was just saying before it, it like it got crazy hot, and then it it was up in the 90s, and then it dipped down into the 40s, and now it's back up into the 90s. I know Wes was talking about it being cold. Uh, yeah. I think on the last episode, and and now it's crazy again. So I'm just trying to you know. Oh, you mean Spider Punk Award? winning uh winner <laughs> the slash very nominee, same wesley j southern yes gotcha yes. <laughs> yeah uh, it's, it's, also uh, from pennsylvania yes. yeah 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 he uh he was and, and i was as well because um i'm in new england and yeah i'm having the exact same thing scott where yeah. you know it, it was you know it was like oh man i need my winter coat and then all of a sudden i'm like i can't i don't want to wear any clothes at all now like, <laughs> no. spoiling. Yeah. Yeah. it was a surprise to have to put pants on you know, yeah. for a few days. And... Yeah. yeah. Well, that wasn't because of the weather. That's because the yeah. cops came to your well, house and were like, hey, okay. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to get into all that, but, you know, yeah, thanks yeah. for spoiling yeah. that story. So, uh, <laughs> sorry, we came to take the sign today, but looks like, nope. But, uh, Chris, I, um, dude, I uh, saw some pretty badass movies that I wanted to ask you about in this, in this opening. One was Black Roses, which was amazing. We don't have to talk too much about that because oh, just, it's, it's yeah. awesome. Uh, dude, just I, watch it. I you don't need to tell me. I, I I've got the DVD. I've seen it many times. I, I have the soundtrack. I love that movie. Black Roses yeah. rules, dude. So 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 good. Uh, I don't know why I hadn't seen this before, but uh, Scott, amazing. Scott, yeah. you know that movie? Yep, I've seen it. Yeah. I approve. Yeah, yeah it's so <laughs> good. You're like the these demons are fucking. It, it's just God, it's so good. But. And so ridiculous. But one this is, is I why. To talk this to. is why, though, I keep telling you, you need to see Trick or Treat from '86. Yes. Right? Yes. Yep. I told oh, him several I times. That, uh, oh, he needs that, to see uh, that. I was just uh, gonna say, I like Black Roses, but it's no trick or treat. Right. Yeah, and, exactly. As far as I'm concerned. Exactly. Yeah. It's trick or treat is like Black Roses, but better. Uh and a better soundtrack too. Um yeah. I mean I love the Black Roses soundtrack, but that Fastway yeah. soundtrack is like it's on repeat listening in my house and has been <laughs> for years. That's like my party album, man. Rock and roll. Rock. <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. damn it, sure. 
when they uh, play the when they play that fucking like pussy ass song at first and the parents leave like well i've seen enough they're like yeah yeah paradise or whatever the fuck they're doing <laughs> that was amazing but Dude, that movie too has like the most 80s opening ever like the fucking lamborghini pulls up and everything oh, and like wait we oh haven't my talked God. about the opening of this movie we're going to discuss tonight so <laughs> let's just stop <laughs> no, no, talking about no, openings of 80 no, no, but, but that was like an ominous yeah, those Ferrari or Lamborghinis just like cruise down like all fucking two miles an hour. They're like super sports cars and they don't go fast at all. But anyway, that movie is awesome. But, you know, we've had a, a theme, Chris, where we talk about a lot of these movies and stories that have to deal with uh, the shift in time and, uh, you know, um, astrophysics. You know, we talked about, yeah. uh, you know, uh, yeah, and you know, coherence and also... Um, what was that other one we watched with they got stuck in the house uh with the the That's dude from Facebook, huh? What? I don't know what you're talking about now. Where the where that couple got stuck in the house, they couldn't leave the neighborhood. I forget. Vivarium. Oh, you know. oh, right, 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 right. Okay, so so those yeah. kind of <laughs> the guy from sorry, Facebook. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. Guy, yeah, he was in the yeah. social network. Yeah, I, I'm, I, sorry. I I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> like I was thinking Tom from MySpace. What am I? That hurt more than helped me figure out what it was. (laughs) Leave it to me, dude. Leave it to me. Did you? What was it? I I don't know if I caught you guys talking about Vivarium. Oh, uh, what? what, Did you like it? Or oh yeah, I really did. Yeah, me too. Um, Sweet. Yeah. Um, So and yeah, Coherence is excellent too. Yeah. So good. So good. So you guys might have also seen this movie, but I also these these things inspired me, and I read a couple stories. So I actually like have been writing this short story that it's all like like that kind of in that weird astrophysics realm, and I finished it this week. And I last night I was watching shit, and I was like, I'm gonna, you know, it was like if you like coherence, you'll like this. And I went through like like all of them and just read all the fucking breakdowns. And I decided to watch this one called House Hunting. Have you, all, have you guys seen that at all? No. I don't know that one. No. It was really good. It was it was fucking this two families, you know, come out to this house in the country because it's for sale. They're both coming to look at it and um then they can't leave. Like oh, okay. they so they yeah, try to they like drive out like, like they drive out the yeah, they drive out the driveway but it just leads them right back to the house. Like Are you sure they, this wasn't Vivarium? Cuz that's I'm positive. <laughs> I'm positive. It's that it's that kind of trope, but it's like uh well, you know, this? in the houses, it's uh, gets every, you know everybody's supposed to be there for a reason, but it's like super creepy and and fucking very very cool at the end and stuff ties together. Is it, is it new? A new movie or older? I think it was like like 2013, maybe. Okay, newish, newish. Yeah, newish. Is on Shutter? You saw it or somewhere? It was like on that? Amazon Prime. It was on Prime. Prime. Well, yeah. to, no, I had one I wanted to mention to you. I saw it a long time ago. Uh, but uh, it, I know that you like this kind of thing now. And uh, one of the ones I can recommend the most highly when it comes to alternate pasts and astrophysics and, and things like that and wormholes is a movie called Time Crimes. Yep. Time Scott knows what I'm talking I, about. I had two that I was going to recommend, and that was one of them. Yeah. So go, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, no, I don't <laughs> want to give anything yeah. away. I just like, I mean, it's a it's Spanish right. film, right? Isn't it yeah. Spanish? Yeah. Yep. Uh, that is. That it's like Back to the Future if it was a horror movie. It's like it's incredible that movie. 
Um, it's all about time travel, but in a very concentrated way. It's not like I'm gonna. It's not fantastical like the time machine. Like I'm gonna go back in time and kill Hitler and like do all these things. It's all very centralized to this this one place, this guy in his everyday life. But um, yeah, man, that is a mind fuck of a movie. Uh, and I think it's on Shutter. It was for a while. It might still be on there. Um, all right, I'm gonna. Oh, I wrote that down. What was the other one you were going to say, Scott? Um, oh, I was going to say, actually, about Time Crimes. Uh, that was directed by Nacho Vigalondo, I think is how you say his name. He also did, um, uh, what was he at? He did a short film. Now I can't think of it. It's like it got like a necrophilia angle to oh, it. That was... Yeah, yeah, Afterlife. Aftermath? Yes. Aftermath. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 yeah that's really so, all it is. Is a guy fucking body. Yeah. yeah <laughs> essentially, that was like one of those things that uh, kind of went viral in in tape trading communities before things could go that's, viral that's on YouTube and yeah. stuff. Um, it, took, it took a long time for me to be even be able to find that because I remember it was on the cover of Rumorg or something. Uh, okay. Many, many, many years ago. And they they were talking about it, and I was like, "Where can I get this?" And I couldn't find it anywhere forever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that was the same guy. I didn't. Yeah, know that. same director. Yeah, I mean, it's Time Crimes is a little more polished, but uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aftermath is really just a guy with a dead body, and he's like fucking the guts and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> no problem there. I mean, you know, it's good stuff. Seems like. <laughs> Something you'd be just fine with, um, and uh, the other the other movie that's kind of in the same uh, same vibe, not as aftermath, but as time crimes, uh, coherence, and things like that, is a movie called Triangle. Triangle. Yes, yes, you know yes. that one. Yeah, where they're all, it's on the cruise ship. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh my is god! That, what, yeah. Is that on something? Is that on a? Sh- it, something? Or? I don't know if it currently I'll find is. It. I'll find it. it. It was recently. I noticed it was on. It might have been on Shutter. I'm pretty sure it was on Prime. Um, yeah, I'm sure I, it's somewhere yeah. accessible. I think I saw it on Prime too, about I don't know two years ago or something. But yeah, yeah. that's a great that's a great one to throw in with that whole yeah. lump. Uh, yeah, not a time travel thing, but definitely yeah. astro astrophysics uh, fucking with reality. Yeah. Man, when uh, it's on this, 2B for free. Ah, nice. There you, there go. you go. There you go. That movie's fantastic. Really, like an unsung horror movie it's so good and so few people really even talk about it whenever i see somebody recommend it online i know they're they're a kindred spirit so yeah yeah Yeah, good good call good call yeah yeah well i'm gonna check i'm gonna check those out but check out house hunting like the acting is really actually good i think and uh it's just one of those mind fucks where like you just are like okay why are these characters you get wrapped up in why they're supposed to be there and what the fuck is happening and why this pattern is going on like yeah you get all like oh you know so uh check that one out or it'll be like you're an idiot so either way check it out (laughs) we'll report back either way (laughs) yep (laughs) call the court did you have did you have another one that you watched uh I watched Psycho Goreman and I because we talked about it last week and I liked right. it. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 like I thought I, I thought it was funny. Like I thought it was supposed to be funny, and I laughed. Like I really laughed like all the way through it. I liked it the is tone. Supposed to be. It is supposed to be funny, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I thought it was funny, and I, I laughed a lot, and I liked that little girl. She's a fucking prick, and uh, <laughs> I thought the effects were cool. The characters were cool, like. It had like the effects stupid, are great. corny humor. Like he can't see us here, can he? Like the I don't. I like those kind of things, but I don't know. I know. I know you said you didn't like it. 
Wes said he didn't like it or something, but I, I did like it. Scott, did I'm, you like it? I, I'm with you, John Wayne. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I think it's one of those movies that you need to be in the right mood for. And if you're not, it's going to tank. But yeah, if you are in that proper headspace, um, it works. Yeah, I, I thought the little girl, I thought she was great. I thought she was hilarious. Yeah, see, that, see, I wanted to punch her in the face all the time. Like, <laughs> I wanted to, that was my issue with it, is that, I mean, because there, there are some very funny moments in it. The, the practical gore effects are funny or uh, good. Uh, and, like, you know, he kind of reminded, they kind of reminded me of, um, like, the Power Rangers or something, like, in a depraved way. Mm -hmm. uh, but, you know, like, that bad guy from the Power Rangers? I don't know. Yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. But, um. I'm a little too old for it, but I remember seeing him. But anyway, um, what what got me is I just didn't like the characters, the, the human characters. None of them. Yeah. Like I, I hated that little girl. I hated the the deadbeat dad guy. Uh, you know, like <laughs> I, I like I I couldn't find anybody in the movie that I liked. They just all irritated me. You know, that's yeah. what made and it I, funny for me. I can see that. I mean, I actually went into it thinking that that's how I would react to it. Yeah. Um. Because I don't know, a lot of times, not that I'm too cool for school or anything, but a lot of times when I see a lot of people raving about something, I I I just know that I'm going to have the opposite reaction. Right, and, right. You know. Because they're smart, right? Yeah, there's so many people were like raving about this thing. And, and I just thought, uh, I, I want to like it, but I know I'm not going to. But I ended up really enjoying it. So. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's how good. it goes. And that would be I, I, my daughter. That's how I trained my daughter. To be if I had like just a fuck just champion she was like champion does that she was such a dick and I loved it every yeah, bit but of... see there's that's the thing there's a difference between like a strong female character and a total dick douchebag and she is she's like what like I wanted to smack her the whole time um uh well she helped I out mean, by, like the lord of evil it wasn't like super redeeming I mean she was bad well no know. I know but I I I'm not saying like. She wasn't necessarily the villain, though. She wasn't no. uh, like you know, but she she was just selfish and and loud and shrill and annoying, um, and just rude to her parents and stuff. That would just irritates me. But um, I didn't hate the movie. I just didn't see what all the buzz was about. Like I was like, ah, eh, you know, I watched the whole thing. It wasn't like I was turned it off and was like, this is garbage. You know, I, I watched it and I didn't despise it. I just didn't see what all the hype was about. I apologize. I forgot how much of a stickler you were for the seventh commandment: "Thou shalt honor thy father and mother." Uh, <laughs> yeah, at least on film. Don't be rude to your parents, kids. <laughs> I ain't watching your fucking movie. Oh, by the way, here's this coloring book of a guy just guts that I wrote. I hate. I just hate. I just hate bratty kids in movies. Like, like that's why I can't. That's why I like people love Home Alone. I hate Home Alone. Because I just want to punch Macaulay Culkin in the face the whole time. Just like bratty, like sassy kind of kids. Face. <laughs> no, it's just like bratty, sassy kids in movies. I I don't like kids anyway, but then when they're bratty and sassy, I hate them, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I guess that was my big problem. That might it. have colored your opinion a little bit. Yeah, That's okay. I hate oh, children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 did, yeah. I did love the melted the melting cop, though. I did love him. Uh, oh great. Yeah, yeah, man, fuck it, Dad. He's like fucking shooting his gun everywhere. <laughs> Just, uh, that, yeah, was, that, oh, that was so uh, that was very trauma. I felt you know it, it really had a was, trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the the people who made it, uh, they were part of Astron Six. Okay, that you makes sense. That? So yeah, yeah, Father, yeah. They, well, 
Well, yeah. So they they did Father's Day and um, yep. what, what's the other one? Was, uh, uh, was, was, was Wolfcop? Did they do Wolfcop? Mm, did they? I don't think so. Um, there was another one. No, what was it? Like Robo. Uh, what was it? I can't remember now. Turbo Dog. Turbo Kid. Turbo Kid, right? Was it? That's not what I'm thinking of. Ah, jeez, I can't remember. Yeah, of course. I know Perfect time that, for me to... Yeah, I, hey, I'm, I'm <laughs> but I know exactly what you mean. But they did one that was kind of like a, 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 a homage to Gallo films, too. Or, uh, oh, the editor. The yeah. editor. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, I yeah, yeah. that, too. Um, but yeah, I can totally see that. Uh, that influence now that you mentioned that I didn't realize that they were involved. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Very good, cool. well, good show guys. Thanks everyone. Have All a right. good, <laughs> <laughs> I love when everything just goes. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, I it's think like, that's just a, it's a scene break. It is. You know, I think it's just time that, you know, the natural ebb and flow of the show is that we move along. Probably. So. I think, I think that's right. I think that's right. Um, yeah, all the stuff that I watched this week was mostly old stuff or revisiting old stuff. I re- I, I think I texted you, uh, John Wayne, about it. Um, I saw that uh, the baby is on. Show. Yeah, yeah. And it's been on I, there for a minute. I hadn't. I didn't realize until recently that it was on there. I haven't seen that movie in a long time, uh, and so I revisited it, and I was like, God damn, this movie's still so fucked up and great. Um, <laughs> It's not a gory horror movie by any means. Uh, it's just the content is so disturbing, and the fact that they did it in the early seventies, um, yeah, is, is is really has a wow factor. Um, Scott, you've seen the baby? Yeah, it's great. I yeah, love it, it. It's, it, been, it's, it's been a while for me too, but yeah, that was wow. yeah, that was the thing. I hadn't seen it in a long time, but I, it left such an impression, even though I only saw it the one time. And revisiting it, I was like, this is just as awesome and shocking as it was when I first saw it, and just as shocking even. 50 years later almost since it was made wow. yeah yeah it's crazy. i know isn't that, isn't that crazy like you think <laughs> like i think about that with the texas chainsaw massacre i mean that's in a few years that'll be 50 years old yeah isn't that nuts it's insane yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> but that means we're getting old <laughs> very very yeah. old yes yeah right. <laughs> yeah so but anyway uh i highly recommend the baby to anyone listening so the baby gotcha the baby. The baby. All right. Well, I, uh, as John Wayne said, we should probably move along. So uh, that'll get us into our first segment that everyone loves. It's Book of the Week. Book. 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 Exactly. Book of the Week, dude. Book of the Week. Uh, and this is a very special book. Um, this and a is a very what, special week, dude. Uh, you know, don't, it is. Don't it, discount it, that. Uh, <laughs> yes, I wasn't trying to diss the week. Uh, <laughs> 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 Just say, you know. <laughs> Someone else stop for me. This is the week. This is the week that I get my neck tattooed. Actually, if you're listening to this on the no. day this comes out. That, you're, that I'm probably in a chair having my neck tattooed. Oh, but my very good friend, Dana, who is a lovely woman and a wonderful artist and a fantastic fucking person. And yes, Chris, yes, yes Dad, I'm doing it. <laughs> I, only, I only despair because I care about you. And one day you might have to, you know... Do what? Or, uh, you might have to, like, try to get a job somewhere for something. And, like, 
Yeah, what kind of job am I going to get that, that that doesn't involve cutting grass or fucking Dude, neck tattoos? Is a, doing... a whole other level. Like, like, I know you have hand tattoos, but yeah, I know. Don't neck... worry, I, it's a level they call that them... I can support. They, they call, call them, them job, job stoppers, killers, right? Job yeah. stoppers, dude. Yeah. These are job, job stoppers. stoppers. My fingers are all tattooed to the bone. It's okay, dude. Don't worry. Don't worry, yeah. dude. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny you know Law what? is going to provide. The only the only place he has to go now is his face. So, like, I'm trying to slow it down, Scott. You know, I'm I mean... not going to do my face. I talked to my friend uh, about that. I'm not doing my face. Yeah. All right. Or maybe <laughs> I will. Scott. Scott might I mean, talk me into it. Scott's like, oh, dude, come on. I thought you were committed. But yeah. <laughs> that's it. All right, getting my face tattoos. Next episode, Scott's on. Uh, we'll have my tattoo artist here. I'll be live tattooing my face while Scott reads over it. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I think you're gonna have Tony Moran tattoo your face, right? Oh fuck no, no, no. no sir. Shouts out to Tony Moran, but uh, he, uh, no, we're not shouting on him. Uh, we're not anyway. shouting him, actually. No. Uh, anyway. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Book of the week. Let me get back on track here. Uh, this book of the week uh, is uh, from Grindhouse Press, our friends at Grindhouse. Uh, it's a little book called Triple X, holding up to the camera here, and it's by a little author named Scott Cole. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we were lucky enough to get Scott on the show. Uh, so yeah, we want to talk to you about uh, your book. Uh, I'm going to read the back of it real quick so people can get an idea of what it's about. Jessie Jinx is a porn star. She has dreams of starting her own adult film production company where she and the other actors will be treated more fairly. But there won't be a production company if she can't come up with the money or if there aren't any porn stars left. A deranged killer is on the loose, targeting adult entertainers and choking them to death with a weapon that leaves no trace of itself. When the authorities refuse to help Jessie and her two closest friends, the three women decide to take matters into their own hands with axes. As their colleagues fall one by one, they have a plan to stay alive, and they're ready to hatch it. And hatchet is spelled like the tool hatchets in a delicious pun. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this this is great because um, we have the author here to talk about it, and John Wayne and I have both read this book. Uh, I have confessed, confessed to Scott beforehand that I read this several years ago when it came out, and I'm over 40, so my memory is not what it used to be. Um, but uh, we're going to discuss the book as best as to my recollection, and I'm sure Scott and has mine a too. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, I, and I did confess to Scott uh, earlier that I read it several years ago and remembered it pretty much verbatim. So <laughs> take that, marijuana okay. fucking dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says that, but he'll 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 forget. About well, maybe between the three of us, we can. Yeah, we'll man, it opens up with that fucking gang bus, gang bang van bus, gang bang bus <laughs> thing. It opens up with that, bro. I know this book. I know my porn book. I know my porn books. <laughs> anyway, Scott, go ahead. Yeah, Scott, yeah, Scott um, take away. Tell us uh, more about the book. Tell us oh, what boy. made you want to write it. Like, what made you want to write this book? What what inspired it? Um, let's see. I, don't, I mean, well, you you kind of basically gave the lowdown on it without giving too many spoilers. Um, there are, there are some surprises in store. Uh, if you have not read it, um, what inspired it? I don't know. Uh, it, it just, it was one of those things that just kind of came to me. Um, the, the weapon that is alluded to on that back cover copy, um, uh, was, was just like this random idea I had one night and it kind of made me laugh and, and, 
think like, yeah. hmm, maybe maybe there's something to this. Like maybe I can maybe I can make this work. Um, and it is it is really funny, by the way. Uh, maybe you're an evil this. genius. Maybe <laughs> think about that. that was it was it was one of those things where like I had that idea on its own, and then I had this this other idea uh, with the title Triple Axe being a trio of porn stars that use axes in some way, and I sort right. of. You know, at one point, those two ideas just kind of uh, shuffled together. And yeah, you like the puns. I mean, they're ready yeah. to hatch it, and it's triple X. And they're yes. Oh, I and, get and, it. And I... there's a lot of puns in there, too, which yeah. hopefully people find amusing. Uh, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah. I tried to make it, uh, you know, kind of a mix of um, slasher movie, uh, giallo uh and and comedy uh you know 80s slasher movies have a lot of comedy kind of folded into them absolutely and uh yeah i just i just tried to kind of mix those things up and and make an entertaining ride so hopefully that's what it is <laughs> definitely yeah it's definitely an entertaining ride i remember uh reading ride, it so to speak. I, I remember i got it from you i think i think it was 2018 at uh, scares that care and i remember reading it and I was uh, sitting outside, like having lunch at um, at a at, like a grocery store. But I was outside, like reading it, and I just like laughing at at the weapon, like when it finally got revealed, uh, and just thinking that was wonderful. And I, of course, I wrote a book called Body Art, which was also a horror novel that had to do with uh, the porn industry. So I felt a kind of a kinship with you in that, even though the books are vastly different. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you've definitely written books since this one, but I thought this one would be the best to do for our summer slashers because out of all of your stuff, uh, this is the most like a slasher movie. Um, yeah. and, uh, and even including the whole creative kill, uh, which you know, the slasher movies made famous. Yes. So. Yeah. Very fitting. <laughs> Very yes. fitting. Yeah. I, I highly recommend this book. I dig it a lot. Definitely like right up. If you like the way Carrie curates, uh, grindhouse stuff this is like perfect so if you read a lot of grindhouse press uh books and you haven't read this one yet you need to so that's all i'm saying yeah they were the they were the perfect home for this when i was when i was writing it they were the press that i had in mind yeah, uh, yeah. and and that was the first book i had published for them so it worked out yeah, yeah no it's definitely a, a a perfect match um because, uh, you know, it feels like a Grindhouse movie when you read it. You know, it, it feels like, you know, it would be playing at 42nd Street in 1980, you know, uh, on, a, on a double bill with, uh, you know, pieces or something. Yeah, you get a hand job <laughs> during and after. Yeah, you get a hand job. Yeah, yeah. During and yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. Well, well I mean, does... mission accomplished. I can stop writing now because I accomplished <laughs> what I set out to. Yeah. Everything you wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, it can scare you. You can jerk off to it. Either way, you know. Like, <laughs> Go out on a high note. You know. <laughs> no, it's a really, it's a really fun book. Um, did when you wrote it, did you kind of picture it as a, a film? Did you have like certain starlets in mind or certain porn stars in mind? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> not. Uh, no, nobody specific, but just kind of a general, a general idea, I guess. Um, yeah, I I wouldn't say I based any of them on anyone in particular. Yeah. But but yeah. I did um 
I did do research about like the the business aspect, not not just the kind of research that you think uh, you might uh, do when writing uh, something like this. Yeah, but I did, I, yeah, I've I did got actually. A couple, I've got a couple windows of research so far. <laughs> I, I call it research just so I can write it off on my taxes. But I can <laughs> pay for it. Wow. Uh, anyway, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna try to not accidentally hit play while we're recording. Um, but <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Did I? I guess I answered that question. <laughs> Yeah, you did a bunch of research about the business side. You were saying yeah. and yeah. Uh, how how that works, and it is interesting. Um, it is. It's quite I, interesting. I think uh, I, I think it would be really cool to have um, you know a, a, like a slasher movie where the final girls are played by famous porn stars. You know, uh, I mean, we've certainly had you know like Jenna Jameson was in Zombie Strippers. We've had that kind of thing, but mm-hmm. I mean, how how great would it be if we could? I mean, we'd have to rewind the clock a little bit to get to the like the classics, like if you wanted Tracy Lords to play uh, Jesse Jinx or something. But how amazing right. would that be? You know, it would be this like I don't know, it'd just be perfect. It'd be great. Awesome. Yeah, I'd love it. <laughs> I would I, love I, to I, see I, it as a movie someday. And it, it, the thing is, with this, uh, I think that this book there's a there's certainly a way to do it uh, as an adult film, but I think it would work completely fine as as an R-rated slasher movie oh totally totally yeah totally yeah even like even like some of the sexuality in it and everything i mean if ryan nicholson can make gutter balls uh and get away with that uh then yeah you could definitely get away with triple x uh body art probably not so much Uh, (laughs) (laughs) body art's really gross triple x isn't super gross yeah uh it definitely brings you know the, the gore and the sex but it's not like like makes you want to throw up gross or anything like that yeah uh, but you, this is one of uh, one of your books. But uh, tell us a little bit about your most recent book, uh, which is Crazy Times. Yeah, my most recent Crazy Times is looks looks like that. And, um, and you, you did that cover too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I've designed I've designed all the covers to all of my books, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good work. So, Good work. Thank you. Yeah, I I do. That's part of what I do for a living. I uh, work as a graphic designer and artist, so I do uh, some cover design and interior layouts and things like that. So hit Very me good. up, anybody who needs that sort of thing done. Um, crazy times. Uh, I guess I'll just read the back cover of that one real quick too, and that that'll give you an idea. Yeah. Um, you wake up Monday morning and everyone is crazy. Everyone was already crazy though, right? But somehow things are worse today. People are angry, throwing chairs out of office windows, eating rocks, violently scratching their necks and running naked through the streets. They're killing each other for no reason and laughing through the carnage. The whole city is like this and meteors are falling from the hazy skies above. How are you going to survive? Do you even want to? This isn't just another manic Monday. This is crazy times. So yeah, that's essentially the, uh, the pitch for that. You know, everybody's nuts going yeah. crazy median meteors are falling uh people start so developing these of... like blistery masses on their on their necks and and starting to kill each other so this is kind of your uh, apocalyptic uh novel yeah yeah my spin on on that sort of thing yeah, yeah so the people are so it, it it kind of crosses into the zombie genre in the sense of like you've got normal people having to deal with a bunch of lunatics, but they're not necessarily the undead. They're not necessarily trying to eat you. They're just right. they've just gone berserk. Yeah, more more like uh, I guess the rage uh, flavor of zombie movies, like a right. Twenty Eight Days Later sort of right, thing. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so 
because uh, this one I haven't read. So is it uh, is it the kind of thing where it's almost like a contagion, or do you give do you explain how it happens? Or? Uh, there's there's uh, deeper into the book. There's more explanation sort of revealing uh, itself. Um, yeah, it, yeah it, it starts off with the main character, whose name is Trey, um, just waking up one day and and heading off to work, and and uh, he's talking about how he's recently uh, separated from his girlfriend and uh goes to work and realizes that everybody literally everyone around him is is nuts and and wild things are happening but he gets to work and things seem okay and then the shit hits the fan and, and so uh, it's so it's um so it's but it's not just him that's still okay right or is there, it... right there are there are other people that are okay, okay at least for the yeah. time being it's not yeah, it's not it's not a why the last man yeah it's not uh, i am legend like or, or, right yeah they're, they're all shouting Devil at him yeah. yeah so yeah. but okay. it's it's something that's sort of creeping along uh over the course of the day and uh and yeah the surprises await <laughs> the deeper yeah. you get into it yeah yeah i gotta i gotta pick up that one that'll be my next one nice uh Awesome. Well, well, thanks, Scott. Uh, you know, we're definitely looking yeah. forward to reading that one as well because Triple uh, X is a lot of fun. Uh, so, those of you listening out there, check out Scott Cole's work, Triple X, Crazy Times, several others. Uh, and now we're ready to get into our our next segment, right, guys? That's right. Absolutely. All right. Here we go. Ridiculous reads. <laughs> ridiculous totally <laughs> that is some ridiculous music <laughs> yes courtesy of courtesy of john wayne thank you very You're much welcome <laughs> appropriate ridiculous appropriately ridiculous yes <laughs> taken. all right so should all i right. just i just take over here yeah so just tell okay. us what it is tell us what you've got uh this yeah, is a surprise scott, scott has guest guest ridiculous reading us today yes Set up top, so we don't even know what he's going to read. Yeah, so, so we, we hand, the floor is yours, sir. Okay, well, here we go. Um, yeah, I uh, Chris contacted me and and asked if I wanted to do this, and try, I wanted to keep it, uh, you know, uh, within the theme of the summer slashers. Um, the problem is, there's not outside of uh, you know the Friday the Thirteenth and the Halloweens, there aren't a ton of slasher novelizations there's some there's definitely some um but I, I was trying to go a little more obscure um so i hope that works for everybody and i've chosen to read an excerpt from final uh, exam uh, <laughs> uh, by jeffrey meyer who of course it is i have no idea who that is or, uh <laughs> if it's if it's a John pen name meyer with a g, with a g <laughs> i have it could it could very well be a pen name for somebody. I have no idea. I don't know yeah. if there are any other books written by this author. Um, yeah. I have not found any. So, um, but yeah, so I picked this off the. Uh, that is fantastic. That's even a lesser known slasher. It's funny. There's all of these slasher movies you would think would have a novelization, uh, including a lot of those Friday the 13th. Some had them, some didn't. Yeah. But fucking Final Exam has one. Like that one, and uh, I know April Fool's Day has one. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, it's it's kind of funny that 
a movie that obscure ended up getting one, and then you have all these others. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and the Friday, the Friday the Thirteenth ones are great, and I have them, um, and I really enjoy them. Um, but it's interesting that they they didn't actually come out like the first. Well, there's a so there's two novelizations for part three. Yeah, that's that's what I find the most interesting. And part, none yes, for two. part five. None for part five. Oh, none, none for part four. four. Goes so right to six. Yeah. There's one, two, two for three, and six. And then there's one for Jason X. And then they did like a bunch of uh, tie-in yeah. novels after yeah. that. Yeah, they did a bunch of that are like themed around Jason X, but they're yeah. not. Yeah, Lombardo has them all, dude. Yeah, they're, I don't have the Jason X ones, but I have. So there were there was like a series of Jason X ones. There was a series of just Friday the Thirteenth ones. There's also like a series of YA novels that were based on Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, and um, Hall- and Halloween as well yep. at the same time. Yep. And then yep. I think around the same time that they did the uh, the Jason X books, they did a bunch of Freddy books too. That were like that, like Tim yeah. Wagner wrote one, and like yeah. there's a couple other ones that are just in that world. Yeah. Um, and then there was a Freddy versus Jason novelization, but that yes. was about, that was pretty much the end of it. Yeah. 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 So, but I, all I was going to say about the Friday the Thirteenth ones is I just find it interesting that I I think one of those part threes um, came out around the time of the movie, and then nothing for part four, nothing for part five. Then they did the one for part six. Uh, Simon Hawk, I believe, wrote that. And I think what happened is that had some level of success that they then contracted him to go back and do one, two, and his own version of part three. Really? Wow. Those happened years later. So wow, that I was, didn't know that. Yeah, they came all, all out like back to back, like 87, 88, somewhere around that time. Wow. So, yeah. I didn't know that at all. So that's why there's there's two versions of part threes because yeah. they thought his would sell better i guess yeah or maybe yeah. I, it's very possible that the original part three was out of print at that point um, yeah right i Could think that one's too. pretty rare so it yeah. that's very possible so anyway but we're not here to talk about friday the 13th no we're here we're to just... talk about final exam <laughs> oh yeah much a uh, far superior <laughs> Pencil down, it's, everyone. It's, Final uh, exam time. It's it's not great. No. Um, well, the, the movie's not exactly great. That's no. what I'm. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's there is. I don't know if you guys are planning to cover this movie, but there's one scene at the end of the movie that I absolutely adore. Um, I just think it's so funny. And I was I read this novelization thinking, yep, that's that's what I'm going to read because that's an amazing scene. Um, it's on the steps at the end with the, the bow and arrow. And yeah, yeah, you know what I'm sorry? Okay, I don't want to spoil it for people, yeah. but because uh, it's like the only reason to watch the movie. Um, <laughs> pretty, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're a hardcore slasher fan, give it a yeah, watch. But yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of at the bottom of the list of it is. slashers I'd recommend. But yeah, you kind of have to if you're really yeah. into it. Yeah. So anyway, um, but I got to that point in the novelization, and it's the scene is totally different in the book, and it's not nearly as good as what's in the movie. So I had to like kind of backtrack and and go to my plan B. Um, so, uh, it's a few pages, maybe five pages here that I'll read. All right. Okay. So So just set set the scene for us. (laughs) Yes. So this is, so final exam takes place at a college and there's just a couple days left, uh, in the year. Everybody is getting ready to, you know, they're taking their final exams and then they're uh, getting ready to leave town, uh, head back home for the summer. 
And at this point, this this excerpt is pretty early on in the book, and our main character, whose name is Courtney, uh, she has a thing. This isn't even in the movie, but she has a thing where every day she climbs up into the bell tower at the college with hammers and and uh, bangs out a song, a popular song on the bells. So she has just done that when we pick up right here. Outside on Gloriosa Street, it was a beautiful day to stop studying chemistry forever. A steady stream of students were, was drifting from as far as the eye could see onto Parapsychology Drive toward Alchemy Hall. Chemistry 15B, with Dr. Reynolds on the great stage, was popularly considered the least offensive way of beating the science requirement at Phelps. Almost ex post facto, Courtney was convinced that there must have been some better way. I should also just break in here and mention that this book, this novelization, has probably more parentheticals than <laughs> any any book I've ever read in my life. It's bizarre. And some of the sentence structure is really bizarre. So if, if I stumble over my words at all, I'll just bear, no that's, that's how it's written. Just yeah, yeah. You should read what the yeah. Conan book that we, we have. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, yeah. that Conan Jangling book. girdles of coin. <laughs> yeah. She spotted two of her dumber friends, Janet and Elizabeth. Hey, great moving in her direction along the drive. Then also, they were two of her only friends. Well, really, they were more Lisa's friends. Lisa was Courtney's roommate, and she was somewhat dumb in her own way, too. Not that it mattered. Everyone, almost everyone, at Phelps, at least all the nice people, seemed a little dumb to Courtney. Maybe it was Courtney. Anyway, Lisa was enchanting, a quality Courtney valued much higher than intelligence. Janet and Elizabeth were neither enchanting nor even charming. Hiya, Courtney! Elizabeth's bracelets jangled as she waved over enthusiastically, as if she were greeting a three-year-old child. Maybe it was Courtney. Heard you ringing your bells just now. Courtney smiled graciously. Should she say thank you? Oh, hey, Janet said. Tomorrow is Gary's birthday. Could you play us a whole lot of love or something like that? Sure. Really anything by Zeppelin would be great. I'll remember. Hey, great. Gary was Janet's boyfriend, her steady. Janet had had more boyfriends during her freshman year, and she still had a day and a half to go, than Courtney had had in her whole life. There were three, well, two and a half, but she seemed to enjoy it. Janet laughed and clapped her hands. Oh, I've got to tell you, Elizabeth, you've already heard this. Gary said the funniest thing, the funniest and most perceptive thing last night about Bo Derek. Maybe Elizabeth heard it again. Courtney didn't even hear Janet squeal with laughter when she finished the story just before going on to tell Elizabeth how petrified she was of taking the chemistry exam. Courtney saw Mark Snape up ahead of her, standing in his tracks, holding a pile of books in his arms, staring at her as she and the girls approached. The top book was Advanced Concepts of Poker. Mark was always very nice to Courtney because he desperately wanted Courtney's roommate Lisa to be very nice to him. Most men did, and all the boys at Phelps did, except some of the gay ones. Courtney liked... <laughs> well, you know... <laughs> I like that it says some of the gay ones. <laughs> some. <laughs> like, well, some of them still wanted to get with her, though. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> Didn't mean to interrupt, but I kind of had That's to. That's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it needed that. Yeah. Uh, Courtney liked Mark a little, better than Janet and Elizabeth. He was stupid, but he was shrewd, and so sometimes he was funny. It took me half the night and more than half a bottle of cognac, but I'm psyched. I've got this test psyched. Mark locked into Courtney's step. That's good, Mark. And the best part of it is, I don't know any chemistry. None. 
That's real commendable, Mark. It would only give them satisfaction to know that they taught you anything. Let them think what they want. Just... Mark's voice trailed off. He was looking quizzically at Courtney. He seemed to be noticing that Courtney didn't look as though she thought he was so cool. After a second, he didn't look as though he thought he was so cool either. Hi, Mark, Janet said, leaning over toward him. Hi there, kid. Mark couldn't be bothered to know a freshman's name. He wasn't putting it on. He really couldn't. Ready for the big one? You're in molecules for the masses, aren't you? God, yes. I mean, God, no, I'll never be ready. Courtney just wanted to get it over with. She would pass, and then tomorrow she would pass her Bloomsbury group exam. And then she would catch the 615 bus to the city and the red-eye special to the coast, and then she'd be home. Courtney spotted her friend Radish across the drive, talking animatedly to a boy she didn't know who was lounging against Alchemy Hall, smoking a cigarette and looking bored. Courtney liked Radish. Lots. That was the only way to put it. He was refreshingly literate. She had once heard him quote T.S. Eliot, and too excitable to be even a little pretentious. She glanced at the threesome she was traveling with. They were discussing the exam and bolted forward, dashing across the street to stand next to him. But that was last spring. Who knows? I mean, who knows? He could be the next Atlanta snatcher or the hillside strangler or the son of somebody. The boy, <laughs> the boy against the wall just shrugged, shaking, shaking his head impotently. He dabbed his cigarette butt into the chemistry building and flicked it into the air. That's heavy, Radish. You keep me posted. The kid began tugging off his shades, and he trucked into the ivy-covered hall to get a D on his exam. Well, you asked, Radish snorted and turned to Courtney. Did you hear what happened in the valley, down at Hancock College? Radish's last report from the valley had dealt with the unexplained and painstaking decapitations of a hundred laboratory rats on Bastille Day. Radish knew more about American crime than he did about Chinese history, his major, and he knew more about Chinese history than any of his professors. They didn't Um, even bother... Well, uh, okay, on Bastille Day. Uh, <laughs> not a French thing. Like a, it, it is a French. Yeah. That's why I had to ask. Like, is this guy from France? Like, why is they? Why are they? Like, this, this, this takes place in America. So why are they like? This takes place in America, right? Not, not much about this movie, and even less about this book makes sense. So <laughs> I, you just have to roll with it. I know. I, I just wanted to kind of interject and like so we could discuss. Uh, by the way, I do love he might be the son of somebody. That That's a son good slasher movie title right there. Yeah. Son of somebody. I hope to be the son of somebody one day myself. <laughs> Not during Nam. So Chinese history, his major, and he knew more about Chinese history than any of his professors. They didn't even bother making Radish take classes anymore, except, of course, to meet the science requirements. In his spare time, he supported himself by translating new diplomatic documents from Chinese into English for the State Department, of course. But in the end, Radish planned on working for the Department of Justice. A woman screamed. The screech of brakes was followed by the deep roar of an accelerating engine. Courtney and Radish turned to see a billowing cloud of exhaust shooting out of a dilapidated old van as it sped along the drive toward Ablution Avenue. You utter crud, Mark shrieked. He was on his ass in the street, propped against the sidewalk bestsellers strewn all about him are you all right janet solicitously squatted over him mark looked up her skirt the van careened <laughs> what <laughs> that was very casual mark looked, up uh, mark looked up her skirt you know as you do does, does he have like mirrors on his shoes or something <laughs> well he's on the he's on the ground he fell down 
Okay. Yeah. Certain nonchalance to yeah. the uh, sexual assault in this exactly. in this book. <laughs> well, I know. I, was just, I thought maybe he did this all the time. Like you had like a whole like scheme, like you know. It's a character out. trait. Got yeah. a kit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said mirrors on like his heroin kit. Yeah, yeah he's got he's got all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. The van careened around the corner, squealing and very nearly flail- falling on its side, disappearing in- onto ablution. There was a mass murder. Radish shed. Animal, vegetable, or mineral? No, I'm telling you the straight truth. Two kids were diced and sautéed right on campus, parked on Lake Banana Squonset. Ready, Elizabeth asked, walking up, brushing back her hair. Two students? Mark and Janet were right behind her. Carving reminiscent of the Manson slangs, the paper said. Oh no, Courtney said. Once, when she was hitchhiking, a woman from Hancock College had picked her up. An art major with a stutter. Very sweet. Laura or Loring or something. Did you hear their names? Radish shook his head no. Mark was brushing himself off. Janet held his books. He snorted. Two lousy people and you call it a mass murder? You, Radish? A fan? In this, the age of one corona? I call your man a piker. I call your story a piker's story. Well, it's a small school. Besides, the crime exactly fits the pattern of a really great triple disemboweling up in Maine last spring. Car parked by the water at night, the moon shining like a son of a bitch. Like the, the moon shining like a son of a bitch. Janet shivered. Do you really think the moon has anything to do with these things? Well, it never hurts. What the hell were three people doing parked by the water? Are they kinky up in Maine or something? Mark leered suggestively at Janet. Janet grinned, goosebumpy, titillated, exulted in having her mind off the impending exam. It was only two people, two people and a car, all gutted past reckoning. I bet it feels awful, Elizabeth contributed. To have it go into you, I mean. She brushed her abdomen. And then there were the Benton mutilations over in Ridgeview back in February 77. They haven't even gotten close to that guy, even with his bloody fingerprints stamped all over the bathroom. I think anything with a knife, and you have to say there's a strong case for really mass murder around here, Mark. And what about the shining radish, huh? Axes are an utterly different psychology, almost completely lacking in real intimacy. A true knife man wouldn't get anything even close to satisfaction out of, a, out of swinging an axe. Courtney was a little troubled by the subject. She was a little more troubled watching someone as sensitive and intelligent as Radish obviously revel in it. She turned and walked up the stone stairs into Alchemy Hall. She thought about Laura, the stutterer, who picked up hitchhikers, and she hoped she would live to see her works hanging in the National Gallery. I'm coming with you, Elizabeth insisted, coming with her. It's a very singular vice, Radish. <laughs> Radish droned on to the gaping She said core. coming withingly. <laughs> <laughs> I only call it I only call it a vice because it involves killing people. The bell rang and they all came with her. <laughs> Very oh, good. Fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, that was great. Wow. I, I hope that was appropriately ridiculous oh. as well. Wow, what a wow. <laughs> that, that is that is ridiculous. And yeah. and John Wayne, I, I saw you uh like like trying not to say that's what she said about eight times I think, <laughs> the whole thing uh Dude, was, no, i had, i i had no i had my shit off i wasn't gonna say that's what she said there was a couple of, like notes i was gonna write but then i was like nope it's not the appropriate <laughs> time just let <laughs> there it might have been a, well, out of the, those out of those eight times like three of them were that's what she said so, <laughs> you're, you're well, right that, that moment where where she's like oh i can't i can't imagine what it must be like you know it going into you and then she touched her abdomen you know it's just like it's like that's clearly sexual that was one of the them. way it's that was written one of them. yeah yeah 
<laughs> no, that was great, Scott. Thank you. Yeah. And, and no, again, like, ask, and again, like, how the fuck does this movie, which like no one has seen this movie, like, how does this have a novelization? You know? Yeah, that's a great question. I have no yeah. idea. It was published by Pinnacle Books, um, which that you know they were. They're a pretty sizable company, I think. Yeah, at they're the time. significant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Legitimate. I don't know. Good question. Who, why is anything anything? You know. Who knows? <laughs> also a good question. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you understand why Freddie Jason get a you know novelization, but Final Exam is really like low on the ladder. They're like like Sleepaway Camp is bigger than that. The Prowler bigger than that. Like, yep. uh, but I mean, arguably those became bigger because of the movies themselves down the line so maybe that okay. was why um it's not like they were right out of the bat these huge productions or anything. yeah but it's, yeah, it's final, crazy that final exam has a novelizations but like pieces doesn't right <laughs> right yeah yeah it, it's it's really bizarre um it really is but uh yeah and, and i think uh, i think final exam is on amazon right now i saw it, it is up, yeah, up, yeah. Mm -hmm. So if those of you who, who heard that reading and were on the edge of your seat, uh, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you, you can go and check out the movie. The book is, uh, is probably going to be expensive if you try to find it now. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's not too cheap. It's, you can find it for far less than some of those Friday the 13th books. But sure. uh, yeah, it's still, I think, kind of pricey. If you, if you find a cheap copy, go for it. It's a, it's a trashy read that uh, yeah. you, know, you might might last a, a couple nights is it any better than the movie no <laughs> i mean <laughs> uh, maybe maybe the segment i just read is uh, has a slightly higher entertainment value is it quality uh, it's debatable but i think the part that i just read doesn't i don't think that happens exactly in that way in the movie either uh there's there's some conversation with the radish character talking about serial killers but uh not not quite that conversation yeah i, I can't remember i, I saw yeah. it a long time ago and uh made a note not to ever watch it again <laughs> you made so... a note you made a note of that i did it's, uh, it's still on don't the fridge. watch final exam again yeah, that, <laughs> like... that note is still pinned on my refrigerator yeah no oh, like i said there is there is the one scene at the end that i just makes me laugh out loud it's I, I don't know if they were going for a laugh or not. It's just ridiculous. And it, sitting through the other like 85 minutes of the movie, you know, it's totally worth it for this one scene. So I may have to revisit because I, yeah. I vaguely remember what you're talking about when you mentioned on the stairs and the arrow and everything. Um, I may have to see if I can make my way through it again. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Oh, God. I hope to hear about it on a future episode. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we'll bring you back and we'll have to just, that'll be our slash. Yeah. <laughs> and you can read from it again. Why not? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right, guys. I guess that brings us to our next segment. Um, do I hear a do I hear a phone ringing? Corey Hotline! Yeah! Corey Hotline, everybody. You know you love it. You know you want it. So the Corey Hotline, uh, that's a number, if you don't know, that you can call Chris and myself on. 
Uh, it's 832-930-1347-247. All the time, anytime. You can call us and leave a message and ask questions about the show, uh, ask questions about the authors and and guests we've had and the the movies we've talked about, uh, you know, or... Or whatever we uh, we really don't know. So anyway, you can call this number and and leave us a message. And like we said, we're doing a one one message a week. Uh, it's a one call a week show this time uh, around. So we're gonna get to our uh, our first call, our only call, our call of the week. Chris, you would say, wouldn't you say it? I'm like sure, that? I would. Without right. dissing, without dissing the week. Uh, you know, <laughs> hey, no shade on the week, man. No, All no, right. But- not all about the call, but I'm more excited about the call than I am the week. Yes. Far, far out, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So anyway, you can call us 832-930-1347. Here is our call of the week. Hey, Joe and Wayne. It's Alicia Stamp. I was calling to ask a couple of questions, and I really, really, really hate if I'm usurping Tobias because, you know, he usually calls and asks you guys Awesome questions, but if I bump him off a week or this week or next week, I'm I'm sorry, Tobias. Love you, you know, heart, all that. We all love each other. So, I want to know what song makes you, Christopher Triana, or you, John Wayne, go ballistic, like that you hate rage, anger, that you have to (laughs) like bang your stereo, you have to like flip the fuck out and you're like no i will not listen to this song or christopher triana and john wayne what song gets your heart going gets you pounding your girl might not even know what it is but you know what that song is (laughs) that gets you just like hot and bothered it's like oh it doesn't matter if it's 80s 90s whatever um Thank you, JW, for giving. Well, I want to thank Nick P. <laughs> I'm gonna like do a whole thing for Clock Nick it. P. Clock he it. gave us password. So that's why I'm excited to watch a whole bunch of your band movies, the band movies that you guys did, and I've watched all of them. all of those movies. I've watched a whole bunch of them. And I'm so excited because Nick Nick P.'s voodoo password is awesome. <laughs> Anyway, okay, I won't do that, but the song that gets my heart going and it just does something for me is Bill's Night by White Snake. And the song that makes me angry and I want to fucking kill everyone in my path is Bad to the Bone by George Thorogood. Oh, I think it's because the, like, Problem Child movie back in the early 90s it did that that it was john ritter john ritter is awesome but i wanted to beat mm. that kid's ass mm. so like, like that makes me like, angry yeah. <laughs> still the night by white snake gets me hot and bothered and you know i'm gonna revisit some movies i'm gonna revisit kids and gummo requiem for a dream and a serbian film that's awesome i like that movie. getting so, a hot tub so with your best yeah. i have what, Sounds like family entertainment. Yeah. last tango in paris Sodom or Sallow, 120 Days in Sodom, and yay, I love you guys. I get so excited listening to your, you know, everything. So, wow. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Oh, thank you, Alicia. That was very, very sweet. We, we, appreciate, we appreciate that. Um, okay. Uh, and, you know, Scott, I think you should jump in with this, too. Let, let's uh, let's answer a question. Uh, I guess let's start with, uh, if you want to, let's start with the song that gets us 
all hot and bothered, and then we'll or no, let's end on a positive. Let's start with the song that makes us that makes us pissed off and the song we can't stand, and then we'll go to a song that gets us in the mood for some is it, that sweet, sweet love. So I misunderstood. So I'm is it a song we can't stand, or is it a song that gets us hyped? So we were like, Rah. Oh, I, I don't know. I thought it was a song that made us made us angry because she was saying with problem child like she wanted to smack the kid i thought she was asking for both maybe it is both okay um we'll be more clear alicia and call back <laughs> anyway next call no I'm just kidding <laughs> no 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 um i do you have chris you want to start did you did you have well, something now, well now i'm all confused well, so so you let's take let's just take the call that uh, the call. Let's take the song that uh, you know that we we hate to hear. Okay, so first, I think, I think the song that that and it's not the worst song in the world, but the song that I that just makes me furious and I just want to smack people when I hear it is uh, the Joker by the Steve Miller Band. I hate that mm-hmm. fucking song so much. Even though it's not the worst song ever, it's because my little sister discovered it at like fifteen. And played it over and over and over and over and over again, uh, to the point where like we took the fucking record away from her. We were like, no, 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 because like we're hearing it through your door, just walking around in the house, and there's just doom, doom, do, 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 do. It's a fucking terrible song anyway. But mm. that that just like you know makes me furious when anyone puts on that idiotic fucking song. Anything with a yeah. slide whistle shouldn't be a song anyway. <laughs> it's like, a clown. Fucking, for clowns yeah that, that's what it's you like know. it's like, like I, don't, if, I don't care how high you are if, if a right. fucking, it's like yeah that, that's exactly it it's like that song makes me think of like a, a, a clown hitting a bong you know and like that, and i don't need that in my life you know? a clown hitting a bong <laughs> that's, that's what that, awesome. that that's what that song like is that's what that song is the soundtrack to so i don't know what are you john wayne is there a song that you can't stand anything by dave matthews like they all sound the exact same to me anyway. So whatever one you want to pick, ants marching, we all come marching, teddy bears, or whatever he does, those songs, I, I, I just can't. I, I, can't. I would, uh, I would, I would have to be right there with you. Like I, I, it just, I just can't, I can't abide. I'm if, sorry. if I was gonna pick a whole discovery, I would say Fish or the Grateful Dead. But uh, uh, like, just shoot me in the face if you're gonna put on any of their music. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if I said this in the last podcast or whatever but like when the guy the the dj in the at the pennsylvania show was playing creed i turned around and was like no creed until he turned it off because he was playing can i take you higher for the second song ridiculous anyway but that but but i but dave matthews yeah yeah scott yeah i would i would co-sign all of those choices Um, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) uh let's see i would God, one that just, I mean, there's a lot of music I hate, um, but one that just came to me was, um, when did this come out? Some early to mid 90s, uh, there was a musician named James, and I think the song was called, was it called Laid? I think it was. Uh, His head is on fire. You know, okay, good. It's good that you don't know this. It's good. You can look it up (laughs) later if you want, but I, and I don't, yeah, no, it is a bad song. I was going to say, I don't know if it's such a bad song, but I, I don't like it. But the reason that it gets on my nerves is because when I, when I was in college, uh, a guy who lived in the next room over used to play only that song. Uh, 
over and over and over and over again. And he knew that it pissed people off, which made him do it more. Uh, and it, it just got burned in there in a, in a terrible way. Oh, God, so, I, would, I would kill that fucking guy. Yeah, it's kind of triggering. <laughs> yeah, that, that's like the same thing I went through with my sister with that fucking Steve Miller shit. Yeah, it's just the repetition just makes you insane. Yeah. yeah. Particularly when it's a song that is already horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't know that song at all. I don't know who that guy it's, is. You're you're better for that. It's, it's yeah. okay. I'll I'll I I will <laughs> go ahead and uh you know, I will trust you on that and not you'll, look it up. <laughs> yeah, if well if you do choose and to look it up, you'll probably up. recognize it. But no need. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, we probably won't then. Uh so music that makes us horny. That's just an interesting question too. Um Is that what she said? <laughs> Well, that's what she said, okay. right? Like, was uh, it? Oh, okay. Is, well, yeah, but then also one that gets us like, yeah, she did say that, but also gets us high, like, woo, she... ready to like go, like gets us pumped up. I thought. Okay. Too. Well, I thought yeah. I thought she was saying hot. She said hot and bothered. She did say she... that too. That she makes did me say think, that. That makes me think horny. Uh, but if she, I mean, but maybe she meant like excited and get you pumped up. That's how uh, I. Okay. That's how I interpreted it. Yeah. All right. If that's how you guys interpret, then we'll do that. What's a song that gets you? Uh, Pumped up, John Wayne. What gets you pumped up? Like pumped up to like fucking let's go. Pumped up. See, because no songs make me horny. I'm sorry. Okay, let's so now, me, so I now we're now we're whole, like I'm not getting we're... horny off of songs. All right, guys. Sorry. <laughs> well, now sorry, we're turning into lawyers over the fucking thing. What's, <laughs> no, a song that, what's a song that gets you excited and you just want to rock out? I guess. So when I'm like. When I'm like driving to, to like when I'm about to like get to like the con sometimes. Just, just, just pick a song. We don't need to hey, like man. This is my driving song. This is my driving song. I'm just trying to give you some goddamn context, you piece of shit. We're not going to pick out songs for everything we do. Like, like this is my driving song. This is my eating pizza song. Like, like what's, what's the fucking song, dude? <laughs> it was one song and I was trying to tell you why I listened to it and when I listened to it. That's all. But we can go right on to Scott's song. Your <laughs> song is probably more important than mine. No, I was just I was joking because we can't even figure out what she meant by the like, like the song. No, so what your... I like to get, I like to get pumped up. My number one song when I'm he heading to the place, like usually to the floor, the con, like I'll sit in the, the car, we'll be fucking jamming super loud and smoking. And I'll listen to Fatty Fatty Boom Boom from D'Antward. Um, I just like that song a lot and it just gets me pumped and uh, it's fucking rad. So is that, that. Is that like what? anything like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? Because I know that song, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know the one you're talking about. <laughs> Dantward is a South African uh, hip hop group, okay. um, and Fatty Fatty Boom Boom is just like this, like super high energy, like just like, and then like I don't know, it's just cool. It just gets me like pumped. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna go in there. I'm gonna drink eight whiskey sours and then sell fucking a million books, and I do. Nice. So it is. So it is a remake of Chi Chi Bang Bang because that's what I listen to. Exactly right. Like when I used to talk. When I used to box, I'd be like, put on Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> uh, Scott, what, what gets you amped up? Oh, boy. Um, I, I'll go with uh, something I've been listening to a lot recently, um, which is Carpenter Brute. Do you know nice. Yeah, Carpenter I love Brute? Brute. Oh, yeah, I love them. Wow. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'd probably go with something like uh, Turbo Killer or Leather Teeth is another good one. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. it. It has good. that like Goddamn, full yeah. anthemic electronic uh, just power. Yeah. Yeah, that one has a lot. that one has uh, two two songs that actually have lyrics and vocals on it too. Leather Teeth, mm-hmm. most yeah. of stuff doesn't, and I really like those songs too. Like. Yeah, like I remember at first being like, "Ah, oh, no, they're they're fucking it up with vocals," but no, those songs are really fucking good. Yeah, they uh, are. Yeah, because no, they're they're a great band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, what, what gets me pumped up? The, the Dio uh, and Judas Priest. I, I would just say you put on. You know what? I'm gonna say. Uh, I'll say Dio's Black Sabbath uh, because people get mad uh, because I I think Dio is the Dio Sabbath is the best Sabbath we've ever had. I think it was the, the better incarnation. I love Ozzy Sabbath. I just do it all the time. And I appreciate that they invented heavy metal. I know that. No question. But Dio Sabbath gets me pumped up. I listen to that 10 times more than I listen to Ozzy Sabbath. So I'll say that. All right. Okay. I'll, I'll also <laughs> listen to Paul Wall sitting sideways then if we're throwing out two different fucking preciouses then. <laughs> Houston, represent. You know, we're Shouts precious. out, Paul Wall. You know what we're precious on, John Wayne, is uh, is our song, which is uh, House of Pain's Jump Around. I know. That, that song is good, That's our song. That I think we almost got arrested to that. Or, or the, the cops didn't arrest us to that song. They just watched us and said, like, well, at least they have each other. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Jumping around. That's yeah. exactly it. Yeah. That's exactly right. I need to right, come well, up there soon again so I could dance in your foyer. Hey, man. You know where I'm at? So. You know where I'm at. That's <laughs> where I live. Too, motherfucker. You <laughs> no, could no, knock no. on the door unannounced tomorrow. And I'd, be like, knock on my door. I'd be like, get in here. I got jumping round, ready to play. <laughs> <laughs> Queued up 24-7. Right, it's just ready. Every time someone knocks on the door, you're like, oh, fair. Hold on. It could be it. John Wayne, I'm just I, waiting for a reason I, to push that button. No? All right, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Greg, if it's, it's Greg it's, and you're like, ah, oh, fine. You yeah, feel like, like, look well, what the cat dragged in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's him. I put on that. Like, if Scott shows up, it's the trick or treat soundtrack. But I save uh, jump around for Mr. John Wayne. Thank you. Yeah, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I'm saving myself for marriage. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, someone should probably tell you you're on your second marriage, but <laughs> yeah, I'm on. <laughs> so you know, you're not saving yourself now. Uh, well, I'm saving myself for my third marriage. Okay. <laughs> triple, crown. Triple, crown. triple crown it's a hat trick I think you call it. Uh, all right uh well i i guess this brings us into our our theme of of the season uh you know if you haven't listened to our previous episodes we're doing a summer of slashers so we're talking about slasher movies folks and we're not just talking about your uh your michaels and your freddies and your jasons because for every one of those there's a lesser known Prowler or Maniac or Madman Mars. So without further ado, this is Summer of Slashers. And and it just ends. Summer of Slashers. <laughs> we got to you know get like this, a stream at the end of that or something. That music <laughs> is far better than any music that was played in this next movie we're about to speak of. <laughs> uh, yes? Yes, yes. What gonna... blasphemy is that? 
Oh, okay. So <laughs> I can tell we're going to go we'll, fucking no. toe-to-toe on gonna, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk about that, yes. Um, uh, so, uh, yeah, the movie we're going to talk about today, uh, it's a little film from 1984. Uh, it's uh, more, more of a cult classic now than it was uh, initially, but a lot of that is... Yes, we'll talk about oh, okay. it. Um, it. It was uh, uh, came out in '84, but then had to be pulled uh, so it could be re-edited and recut to please the MPAA, and then it came back out again in '85. Uh, and this brings us to our slasher of the week, which is one, two, three, four. The Mutilator. Yeah. Yeah, you were just saying it, it sounds like a, a death metal. Band. It should be a me- de- a meth metal, a death metal band. Uh, <laughs> it should sure. be a, a meth band. Yeah, a band. <laughs> uh, you know, Alicia, this is the kind of band you would listen to when you're you know, doing meth. Doing meth, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so the, I'll I'll give a quick rundown of what the Mutilator is, and then we'll all uh, talk about our opinions of it. Uh, the Mutilator was a little film that came out in 1984, as I mentioned uh, at the intro. Uh, this movie was written, directed, and produced by Buddy Cooper, uh, and was co-directed by a man named John S. Douglas. Uh, it starred uh, mostly unknown uh, actors and actresses. Uh, they did put out a casting call, so it's not just friends of the guy who made it, because it is a smaller production. Uh, okay. But Buddy Cooper... Um, who, you know, who made the movie, basically he managed to sell something and make a, a good chunk of money from it, something from within his family, got about $60,000. Uh, and, and in, you know, in 80s money, that's a, like twice that much. Um, and he had a choice. He's like, well, I could buy this vineyard that I've been looking at, or I could make a horror movie. And he wanted to make a horror movie. And yeah, he mm-hmm. says this now. He's like, yeah, I probably should have made that. I probably should have bought that vineyard. Uh, but he wanted, he loved horror movies. He wanted to make one. And so he did. Uh, and uh, that's how we ended up with The Mutilator. Um, the only people I can really name uh, that star in this uh, is uh, Frances Raines, who plays Linda. And she went on to be in some other kind of. Uh, uh, low rent uh, grindhouse stuff, including uh, Bad Girls Dormitory and Breeders, uh, which is a fun movie. Uh, and also Matt Mittler, who plays uh, the lead character Ed Jr., uh, went on to be in Basket Case 2, Dead Time Stories, and was also in Breeders, uh, Breeders being a 1986 cult film about rapist aliens. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's that's always fun. Yes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, basically The Mutilator is about... Um, the, the main story is about this guy, Ed Jr. and his friends just going out to his dad's cottage. That's really the, the, the simple, uh, plot of it is they're going out there to like close Mm. it down for the quote unquote fall break, but going on a fall break. And yes, we'll talk about that. Uh, (laughs) We have to talk uh, about that. We will. We will. There's no discussion of this movie without it. Without that. Yeah. Uh, and so they're going uh, on a fall break to go do that. Uh, and then someone is picking them off, uh, starts picking them off one by one in ghastly ways. So, the mutilator. Uh, we, we will go into breaking it down, you know, chronologically. Fall breaking it down. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> we will fall break it down oh, uh, chronologically. But just, just, that's, that's it, everyone. Right. That's the show. That's <laughs> it. But real quick, let's just give a real quick uh, yes or no on this uh, uh, Scott Cole, you're our guest. Did you like the, Did you like the movie? 
I I have a complicated relationship with this movie. <laughs> I Facebook status. So, yeah, <laughs> it's complicated. Um, I, I it's it, honestly it's a yes and no. There there are things that I absolutely love about it and things that I really don't like about it. But I always but I keep coming back to it every yeah. every few years. So yeah. John Wayne. Well. Uh, I can I see what Scott is saying with there's like a there's a thing a handful of no's and a handful of yeses because there's some things about this movie where I was like all right that's cool but uh, I have to like go with uh, my you know famous Houston comedian Bill Hicks and say this is a piece of shit <laughs> movie like I would not recommend that anybody watch this or nor would I watch it again mm. um, that's just how I felt both of the movies we've watched so far. Have been way better than this one, in my opinion, and I have many reasons why. Okay, so you liked Intruder and mm -hmm. and Edge of the Axe better. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Fair enough, and we'll get into why. Uh, I will say that I, I I agree with with Scott in that it's a a love hate relationship that I have with the Mutilator. Um, there are things about it that I think are very boring, and then there's things about it that I think are absolutely awesome. Uh, there are. I definitely have watched it more than once. I splurged and got the Blu-ray just for this episode. I, I already had did. it. I already had it on DVD, but I splurged and got the Blu-ray for this episode because uh, I found out that Arrow got a 35 millimeter print of it, fully uncut, from the Library of Congress before they did the hour release, um, and that it was much cleaned up. And that was one of the problems that the movie had uh, way back in the day: is that it was very murky and dark and hard to see. Um, some, well, some and that's not fair. That's one of that's one of my hugest complaints. Oh well, then maybe, maybe that's one of the issues. Is uh, the one you watched it was a little too hard to see because that was an issue a long time ago, like on the yeah, VHS. incredibly like, hard to see. I wonder. Yeah, they've cleaned uh, it up. They cleaned it up a lot. I, where that's, did you yeah, watch one of it? my note? One of my notes was like, "Is there a fork? Is there a cleaned up version of this? I can't see shit." Like I watched where, the Tubi. Where, it's on Tubi. For oh, free. okay. So maybe maybe that was why. Um, well, of course, that was why, but... Well, I, I mean, maybe. Same. I don't know. <laughs> no. I don't know. Because uh, I, I never had any problems watching it, like, on even on DVD before I got the Blu-ray. It was still cleaned up. Uh, it was way back in the VHS days that it was very dark, uh, that, that I remember. Um, wow. uh, but, but anyway, I'm going to say that I, I, I love the Mutilator as long as I started at the 40-minute mark. Uh, that's, <laughs> <laughs> like... 40 minutes in, I love the Mutilator, uh, but everything leading up to that, not as much. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, so yeah, I, I love the Mutilator enough to have, have bought it and, and own it and will watch it more times in my life, but it's not the greatest slasher every May, but not the worst. I definitely like it better than Edge of the Axe, which we covered last week. Um, all right, so so let's, let's get into uh, the movie here. Uh, starts off with... Uh, Let's just start off with uh, the beginning, and then we'll get to uh, the, the soundtrack that John Wayne apparently loves so much. Um, <laughs> movie starts off with a, a little kid, uh, and he's uh, he wants to surprise his dad for his dad's birthday or Father's Day. It's one of those birthday. Uh, birthday. birthday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and he want, and so he's like, "I'm going to clean Dad's guns because Dad is a hunter and has a bunch of guns." Yeah, so he's like a seven-year-old boy cleaning all the guns in the what house. What a great idea. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, 
a, a good a little word of advice for uh, Ed Jr. is don't clean loaded guns. Um, make sure they're not loaded. Uh, but he doesn't do that. Uh, and he accidentally, the gun goes off and kills his mother, uh, who is you know, working in the kitchen on something. Uh, and it's it's a decent kill for the opening of a of a horror film. It's really quick. You get the first kill right away. Um, doesn't doesn't look so accidental, <laughs> but you know uh, it's accidental though. He doesn't yeah, it is. Um, but what what I love about this this opening is uh, well, for one thing, it, it kind of in a weird way, it's like a um, it's like a sister opening to pieces where you got the kid like putting the puzzle together, and then the parent shows up. It's like what the fuck. Um, but, uh, but what I love is that when the dad walks in and realizes what happened, cause he shows up immediately, uh, he immediately like holds a, a grudge for like, or he immediately goes for the kid. He's like immediately like, well, you must've done it. Like, it's no, like <laughs> the kid isn't like, ah, nothing. He looks at the kid and goes, you fucking did this. You killed Bob, you know, uh, yeah. which I think is really, really funny. All nonverbal <laughs> communication, by the way. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. 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 Um, uh, it, yeah, it's really funny because he just immediately goes for the kid. He's not like, what happened? He just goes to the kid. He's like, you have a little fuck. Uh, and then, uh, and then uh, the, the thing I really love is that he, he takes the body over to the sofa and he's like, well, time for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> he takes the sign off of the gun, the gun, like fucking showcase or whatever it is that says like happy birthday these are right. all clean by me but whatever the fuck and like yeah. he takes it off and puts it on the dead mom <laughs> on her chest and then pours a shot for himself and a drink for her and like just is like pouring it down her dead throat like yeah. some kind of like like the joker is doing this like what's happening like it, it, yeah it's just like Rrr. wait yeah, for he... any which way but loose to start playing in the background like yeah that's the that's the creepy thing is he he, he it's funny that he sounds for a drink but then he pours her a drink as well yeah. uh scott it looks like you yeah. had something to say about this oh i was just gonna say we and with that kind of opening you're thinking okay here we go we're uh -huh. in for that's a wild exactly. ride exactly that's yeah. what i thought yeah well, it's a like, good one right, this is, this is gonna be cool. <laughs> like, that's gonna be cool <laughs> yeah yeah but then um, we're going on a fall break but then, but then we're going on a fall break yeah and so it then it then it leaps um about eight to ten years in the future uh, and Ed Jr., the kid who accidentally killed his mom, is all grown up, all he's like college age. Uh, and he and his friends are going to go on a fall break. Uh, they're going to go on a little uh, vacation to go to um, to his father's uh, beach house. Well, BB, before we do that, back it up. Because uh, uh, the, the, how callous is this kid? Like he's at the bar with his fucking so-called friends and he gets a call like, oh, you got a call. And like his fucking redheaded fuck of a friend that's all like thinks he's fucking Johnny funny. He's like, no, I seriously. So he gets on there and it's like, oh, it's his dad. And you have to come like do this. And we just watched like this traumatic thing happen. Right. And we know that this is the kid. And he's like, oh, my stupid fucking dad wants me to come and fucking clean his cabin up Ugh. and he like writes everything down all these stupid chores fuck him after all of his friends have just been saying like wish we had somewhere to go for the summer right. and then they all and then they're all like while he's on the phone uh one of the kids is like i thought his dad was dead and the other girl's like no his mom is but 
he accidentally killed her when he was a kid. She's like, oh, my. It's just so blasé. And he is so ca- he's just like unaffected by this. It's not like, no, dad, it, I'm not good. It's go. uh, it, yeah, it's, it, it, yeah, I was just trying to, like, give a, a lowdown of what we're what we're getting into here. Um, I know I just had to comment. Yeah. Like, no, no, like, yeah, sure, just, like, sure. Fucking, <laughs> yeah, so but fun. yeah, so basically, but basically, yeah, you're right. It, it jumps, it jumps about eight to ten years later. He's college age, and his he and his friends are going to go clean up his dad's cottage. But yeah, I had that in my notes too. That um, he has the nerve to be mad at his dad for his dad being like, "Hey, I want you to go clean that up." But it's like, really, you you shot your mother and killed her. Like, you should never like. Oh, granted, it's been eight to ten years from scene to scene, but the audience just saw it. Uh, but even so, it's just like, oh, my dad's such a pain in the ass. <laughs> you know, like John Wayne was saying, that's what he's really like. It, it's oh, the, gee, the guys. <laughs> the tone, uh, I've written it down several times. This movie doesn't know what the fuck it wants to be. The tone is all over the place in this movie. We go from this traumatic scene to this, like, semi-funny, maybe, scene in a bar with this guy, like, trying to crack jokes. And then, I mean, we get into this opening and, well... Chris, take it away. <laughs> uh, well, I want to introduce introduce our characters. Um, um, so the dad in this is is referred to as Big Ed, and then Ed Junior is his son, uh, who is kind of our main character at least to start with. Um, his girlfriend is Pam. She's the uh, virginal uh, girl, uh, she, you know, uh, that's uh, with him. And then, as John Ray mentioned, there's uh, redheaded Ralph, who is kind of the Joker of the of the group he's kind of um uh you know uh, what's his name mr uh, don't be a dead fuck from friday 13th 4 or uh, the fat guy from friday 13th part 3 who's mm-hmm. the, both characters names escape me at the moment but you you get the idea there's always this kind of prankster uh in yeah. a lot of these movies and ralph is that guy uh uh then there's uh there's linda and mike uh mike is kind of like the the tall strapping blonde guy and linda is the hot more more promiscuous girl uh of the group and uh and yeah so that's pretty much our our gang oh oh, i'm sorry and sue is ralph's girlfriend uh so somehow ralph being the the practical joker actually has an attractive girlfriend in this movie somehow okay and and she puts out too she's the one that puts out but (sighs) well you're i'm sorry go ahead uh don't don't give away this amazing plot, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so I, I just that's our cast. That's our main cast. Uh, yeah, Johnny so, Handsome, dude. I was calling that dude. Yeah, the, the blonde guy. I was like, Johnny, oh, Johnny Handsome over here, fucking. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, so yeah. Um. Right after that that scene where they are they're in the bar that John Wayne uh, already described. Uh, they decide they're going to go do this thing, and that's when we finally got our opening. Uh, credit sequence, and it's basically them in a um, uh, convertible driving to this place. And the fucking opening theme song is what we really need to focus on because, uh, real quick, before we get into it, most of the, most of these slasher movies will have some indication in the tone of the music or in the opening, like in the credits, that you're going to watch a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there'll be like this creepy synth music, or even if it's like a song, it'll be like, you know, running from this nightmare from like you know, <laughs> Freddy part four. It'll be yeah. something that that kind of this starts off with this yeah. song called Fall Break, 
that sounds like fucking Randy Newman. Like it's <laughs> it's like we're going on a fall break. Fall break. Now yeah. was that what this movie was originally called? Because that's the title that yes. came up when yeah. I was watching it. Yes. And I was like, was. oh fuck, I got the wrong one. What the hell? No. <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I was almost I almost thought, oh, I should text him and let him know that, but I was like, nah, he'll figure it out. Uh yes, it was it was originally called uh Fall Break. Um and what and this is kind of funny, this is more of a behind the scenes thing. But uh, initially, uh, Buddy Cooper, when he made the movie, he wanted to call it Fall Break because it ties in with the whole 80s slasher theme at the time where everything was based around a holiday or something like that. You know, we had April Fool's Day, My Bloody Valentine, all of that. Uh, so he was like, I know, we'll do Fall Break. And when he got together with advertisers, like he had already done a poster and everything, and it shows the killer with his, with his axe. But then the rest of the poster is just like people on a beach and people kissing and stuff. So it's not a very menacing poster. So he goes to the advertisers, like, here it is. And the advertisers like, okay, so this is total shit. Uh, this is, this is awful. Uh, we're like, first of all, no one, no one has ever said fall break. No one has ever said that phrase in the history of the world. <laughs> <laughs> They're like there's Labor Day weekend. There's Thanksgiving break. This like there's spring break, but there's no fucking fall break. No one knows what you're talking about. Uh, and also it doesn't sound like a horror movie. So they, uh, luckily they went and uh, had it, went to the advertisers, changed it to the mutilator, uh, and gave the credit, the, the title that blood dripping and also gave it the new poster, which is very iconic, which is a great poster. Of, yeah. uh, and can right. I just, let me just break it. It is a yeah. great poster and also features, you're probably going to say this, but I'm just going to interrupt and say it Go myself because I want to, um, features, you know, one of the greatest, if not the greatest mm -hmm. taglines yeah. in probably the history of cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it wow. is, I thought you were going to say the history of slashers, but you no. went even one step beyond. <laughs> no, it is it is so much better one than that. One step beyond. Oh, and no, no. those of you who, if you don't know what this is, if you don't know what we're talking about, the tagline for this movie, by sword, by pick, by axe, bye-bye. Yep. Love it. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I absolutely <laughs> love that, too. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is funny because not not those those tools aren't necessarily used. In, in the movie too <laughs> no that's such a great great fucking tagline that is like yeah. the iconic uh, uh slasher movie tagline um and uh yeah but it's funny because you, you don't really get a sword you get you get a battle axe uh but like mostly it's these nautical yeah. tools you get like a gig and a gaff and stuff like that but we'll get into that um uh, but yeah uh, so the yeah, advertisers changed it uh because fall break was a terrible title but uh they keep that title sequence in the movie just because that's like the original cut uh but the uh, unlike the the you know they they ended up reshooting like the opening credits and putting like those uh graphics that say the mutilator on there and you can watch that in the bonus features on the blu-ray but it's essentially the same thing that you're watching so uh it's like a i was watching the opening of uh perfect strangers for like four and a half minutes, like standing tall on the way. Like they're just having a good time, drinking, driving, like partying. Well, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's kind of like Full House because they're actually driving on, like you actually see where they're driving on a bridge and like the opening of Full House. Uh, but yeah, the music really feels like that. It's like this Randy Newman like sitcom kind Randy of sitcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I could just like quote a lyric from the the song "Fall Break." <laughs> Uh, fall into my arms and I'll break into your heart. Aww. See? Aww. That is a lyric of the song. Yeah. Uh, fall break. 
Like, Beautiful. could you get, I want to go in there and hit someone in the head with a bat that, like, while they're writing the song. Like, it's like, <laughs> that's how I feel about that. Like, let's get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? You, come on. Somebody you know, got paid. You know Fox you're going to end up covering this song. into my arms. And <laughs> you're going to cover this. Your heart. All right. I've already covered it. <laughs> yeah, Everyone right. go to. No. I was like, are you serious? Are you serious? I had to like back it up. I was asking my dog, like, is that what it says? And then I was like, put it on. No, that's what it says. It's writing it down and shit. Like, yeah. that, my arms and I'll break into your heart, dude. Yeah, when I first when I first saw the Mutilator and that song came on, I was like, like kind of like you, where I was like, is this the right movie? Because like the opening credits, ha- like an opening credits in a horror movie, having an upbeat song like that is really weird. It just feels it throws you off completely and it makes you question what you're about to see. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that's really uh, one of the, the, the highlights of the movie for me now though, because I think it's so stupid and so funny that when I watch it, you know, after that, after seeing it the first time, like I look forward to how ridiculous that is. Yeah. Yeah. I've been annoying my wife with that song for the last like three days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, either either just walking around singing it or playing it from the movie. If if anybody is is listening to this and has not seen the movie, no one and has and has no interest in seeing the movie. The the opening credits are on YouTube, so you can you can take in the the wonder of the opening theme music. It's also yeah. on the Blu-ray that Arrow put out. Anytime you go back to any menu, <laughs> like it, the song starts over again. Of course. You know, so it's like, okay, I want, now I want to now I want to go see the behind the scenes. Now I want to see the TV spots, whatever. It's just like we're going on a fall break every huh? single time. Yeah, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, no one goes on a fall break, dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's pretty great. Uh, so yeah, so our 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 uh, group of. Um, college kids they go out uh to the beach and this was filmed in uh north carolina uh and so they go out you know to the beaches there uh what is it atlantic beach i think i had in my notes uh, atlantic beach. yeah atlantic beach um north carolina uh so they go out there and uh you know they, they make a, a quick stop at the store to pick up some beers as you do and I love that Ralph, being the wacky guy he is, he uh, he argues that it's discrimination uh, with the uh, convenience store clerk uh, because they have a ten percent discount for um, for seniors. And, and the like, convenience what? store clerk is black, by the way, and he's arguing about being discriminated against. That's a good point. <laughs> which, yes. which I is found that, like I was like, what is this yeah. on purpose? Like, what yeah. is this? Well, I mean, he's kind of like jokingly but he's like oh i'm a law student i can tell you that a 10 percent off discount i should get that too and uh like mind you this is like 60 cents that he's arguing over you know because <laughs> he wants to buy beer and it's like okay it's, he's like what if i buy two uh and then we, we both, both benefit and yeah. he, he could make two and a half phone calls with that kind of pocket change yeah in the 80s that's true oh. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man uh so yeah so uh so then, yeah, it goes into this uh, thrilling story where they just kind of go out to the beach house and they're looking around and uh, it, it, and like you're hearing more of this music, like even not just the theme song, but like just the music that plays throughout. The music it, that plays is awful. So upbeat and weird. You're yeah, like, yeah. It this? sounds like 
it sounds like like a little like uh, music cue, like if you're watching Cheers or something, where like, it's like a cue going from and, scene. Yeah, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like we go come from scene to scene. It's like do 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 do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they go there, and, and basically the the next you know thirty five minutes is just watching these these people just dick around at this place and play monopoly and shit like that <laughs> I, I i have to br- i have to bring up i'm um, sorry scott go ahead oh i was just gonna say and they and they seem to think that they're a lot funnier than they really are oh, um yes. All, yes. the yeah i don't know if it's the characterization or just the writing or the acting or a combination of all these things but sorry. it's a, a lot of this stuff is played for laughs and i maybe maybe it felt a little different at the time the movie came out but Today it just it really falls flat. It's not funny yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah, and I don't I don't even think it's like a certain type of humor. Like we were talking about Psych- Psycho Gorman, and you know, eh, maybe yeah. if you're into that kind of humor, you find it funny, and if you're not, you don't. This just it's not it's just not funny. I yeah, it, yeah, yeah. And it's funny you say like it might have played differently in the eighties because I I think about that too. We're talking about how uh, you, like when you watch these old horror movies like Ghoulies and Friday the Thirteenth and stuff like that. There's always that one character who's always like the the wacky guy who pulls out the whippy cushion or the goofy glasses or, you know, whatever. Or the they're, they're, well, I mean, characters <laughs> like this is why Jason has a hockey mask, you know, like that's who he got it from. He got it from one of these like Joker guys who brought yeah. it along and was like, you know, being like, I'm, I'm funny. And everyone's, and it's like, w- was comedy that terrible in the eighties? Like, <laughs> like, cause there's so many 80 comedy, eighties comedy movies that I love that are really funny, but like, the, the, uh, this seems to be a, a problem in a lot of 80s horror movies where they tried to inject comedy and the only way they could think to do it was have some guy who can't get laid be the comic relief. I mean, in this case, Ralph does get laid, but uh, yeah, it, it, but it, I don't know. I was, I was just saying it's kind of a, a funny thing. It's like, was this funny at the time? Yeah. I think they're playing to like tropes at this point. Like they're hit, trying to hit all the notes of different horror movies, like you said. Yeah. Like the, the funny guy has to drop the mask. They're just like, we gotta have a funny guy and uh, whatever. Like it's kind of like that. But what the fuck is up with? Uh, they go in there and there's a framed picture of a yes. man that's like fucking ripped to shred. Basically, like looks like he's been gutted or some shit. Like, <laughs> What's this all about? Oh, my father killed him with a boat, like rent a boat over him. It was an, and then they're like, "What?" And he's, it was an accident. And I was just like, "Hold on, hold on!" I like had to stop. Who's got to go back? Listen, I was like, "What?" And I wrote, "Why? Why does he have a framed picture of a man he killed with a boat accident? He probably had to go to court, had a civil suit against him at least, like, and he's got a framed picture of it. What the fuck is that? Yeah, that's that's really." probably the, the one thing about the movie that really is hilarious uh and unintentionally but yeah uh he uh, apparently ed senior the dad uh well i mean they, they mentioned earlier that he kind of like had a mental breakdown after his wife was killed by his son uh and yeah he accidentally backed over this guy in his motorboat and killed him but there's this graphic photo of the guy like all cut up and uh and it's framed in the fucking cottage it's like in a frame and it's not like a, it's not even a newspaper clipping like oh tragic it's, accident it's, the, it's, it's like just an eight a, by ten glossy yeah, it's a fucking color <laughs> photo of a dead body all mutilated you know uh and so we're not with like the, unlike previous episodes we're not giving anything away here that the dad is the killer in this movie you know that immediately uh so we're not spoiling it by saying that so yeah we could, we could definitely say the dad is the killer in this um but uh, yeah, I I 
I was also uh, love that particular moment. I think that's the, probably the funniest thing the whole it, movie. It makes <laughs> me want that picture in a frame, like in, in my <laughs> office. Like I, I have Lemon Party in a frame. I might as well have that. <laughs> oh god. Uh, so yeah, you're basically just watching this these group of kids kind of fool around. Um, you don't get uh, there, not much happens. Like you know, like Scott was saying, they tried to do these little jokes. Like the guy's like, "Hey, I'm the shark from Jaws," and it's just like annoying, and you don't you want him to go away. And they're mm-hmm. playing with this weird like Aztec mask, and they're playing Monopoly, and really dull, really dull, really drags. Uh, but then, um, luckily, Mike and Linda are sexy couple. Uh, Mike is uh, Johnny Handsome. You know, Johnny Handsome, as John Wayne mentioned, he's like the tall strapping guy. And then Linda is the more promiscuous girl who also has incredible 80s hair. Really, her hair is like really, really attractive. Uh, And so they wander off and they're like, okay, this movie is really slow and boring. So we're going to make it more exciting and wander off and have sex. Right. Uh, And so they do. And they go they go skinny dipping in this pool. Um, And uh, one thing that really got me with this is uh, they go off to, to, to go skinny dip. And the other people are hanging out. And at one point, they're like, you know what? Let's go catch up with Mike and Linda. I'm like, they don't want that. I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck is wrong with you? Like, they clearly left for a reason. Like, you're going to go, like, you don't do that. Like, your group of people are hanging out. And, like, the boy and girl take off. They're like, oh, we'll see you guys later. You don't go, let's go catch up with them. And and totally cock block Mike, you know? Like, (laughs) the fuck was that? Right? There are there are some good jokes in there because she says something like the sun god Zeus and he's like more like the moon god goose and grabs her ass like that was pretty <laughs> funny. Uh, <laughs> this fucking axe I wrote down this fucking axe because everyone's like, "Where's the axe? Is the axe taken? Maybe we should call the police." Like his girlfriend yeah. will not shut the fuck up What's about it. He's like, tomorrow? "My dad took it home. <laughs> fuck, fucking stop worrying about it. Shut up, shut up." And she's like, "Fuck the axe!" And then all the while she was right. He's in there fucking. That fucking axe. Also, I want to say, like, he says, like, uh, what does he say? Like, something about herpes, like, getting in the pool, like, uh, uh, well, make your herpes go away or something. And she was like, I didn't know that I had had to worry about herpes. And he looks at her and just shrugs. And I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I wrote that down. I was like, herpes shrug? What the fuck? Well, yeah, it was was, was about the chlorine. It was like something about the chlorine. It'll help herpes. Yeah, oh, God, it was fucking awesome. Yeah, like, that, what a time! What that a time. is that is a funny line. Yeah, yeah, and and it, and like like it, like Scott said, they're like, oh, you know, we'll call the cops tomorrow because yeah, like because that's a weird thing. They show up at the cabin and like the door is open, like someone was already in in there, and they're like, ah, what are you gonna do? Like they don't make a big deal out of it at all. And uh, <laughs> the only thing that is missing is a battle axe that that Ed Senior because Ed Senior is a hunter and he's into all this shit and he has these weird weapons. Uh, and the battle axe is missing, and uh, yeah, and, and Ed Junior is the one uh, of all people to be like, "Ah, eh, we'll call the cops tomorrow if it doesn't turn up. No big deal." Yeah. It's it's like yeah. his family's cabin. He probably took like... it home <laughs> to polish it. It's like the... for the season. Like it's just like so fucking. It's not like the police are closed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah well, he call does them. make excuses like we only have the beach patrol. We have You're to call right. the sheriff's apartment uh, two counties over, and uh, uh, you know, I look at my dick. Let's go to sleep. <laughs> Meanwhile, his girlfriend will not put out. Ed Junior's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna talk about her for sure. Uh, so, but uh, going back to Mike and Linda, they wander off. They go skinny dipping in the pool. 
and this is where we get our only um, glimpse of boobies in the movie. We get to see Linda topless, which is very nice. At least we get someone, and I'm glad it was Linda. Uh, so, uh, but then we we get to the first kill in the movie, uh, where the killer is apparently in the pool already when they show up. Uh, and now I I watched the it's a feature length behind the scenes feature on the arrow video where they talk about the whole movie. I watched this whole thing just for this show. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have watched it otherwise, but anyway, uh, they talk about like when they were, they were trying to film the scene in the pool that it was, they really, they needed the, the, the water to be opaque because when they were filming it, you could see the killer in the water with her. Uh, and so that, but they like, no matter what they did, they saw this problem. So they ended up, uh, you know, uh, just pouring a bunch of milk into the pool uh, to, to make it more opaque and make it harder to see. So they, yeah, they were, because this was a very small production. They were doing, they were kind of just like oh, a bunch of people didn't really know what they were doing. This was their first movie and they kind of improvised a lot. So I kind of respect that, uh, that they wanted to do anything they could to make a slasher movie. And so they poured all this milk in the pool to make it opaque. Uh, but then uh, the special effects in the movie, and really that's the star of the film is the special effects in this. Uh, you know, because I always wondered, so I'm glad that I watched this documentary because, like, the, the first kill is Linda, and Linda dies very indiscriminately, whereas everyone else gets, like, the real, the real gore effects and the real crazy, crazy carnage. Linda just gets drowned. And I was like, well, that's such a, that's such a, like, uh, a cock tease, you know? Uh, I was like, why did she just get drowned and everyone else gets brutally destroyed? And it turns out that they had an effect set up where she was supposed to, because there's that scene where she's uh, doing the backstroke and like you get to see her boobies and everything. And um, in that scene, they had built, they had did a whole thing. They had built like a body cast and everything, uh, a spear gun. He was supposed to have a spear gun and shoot her from beneath. And it's supposed to come out through her chest. Uh, very, you know, Kevin Bacon, Friday the 13th, like spear gun from below. And, for some reason, when they were trying to film it, it just wasn't working, and it was all fucked up. And they had been filming all day, and they're like, uh, the director, uh, Buddy Cooper, was finally like, you know what, just fucking drown her. Let's just, just fucking drown her, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, they just had to do that. So that's what ended up in the movie. Yeah, I wrote yeah, I wrote 32 minutes in, and it's a big, sloppy, limp dick jerk-off. <laughs> and, and then we get a slow-mo water kill. I wrote, boo because yeah. it's real I, I, I ran it back i was like is this really what happens what did i miss like yeah all well, that oh, it's like go super slow-mo and then all of a sudden he's like climbing out of the pool with her over his arm like draped over his shoulder and shit and i was right. like what the right. fuck is happening yeah well that's, so that's i figured why. something was yeah. i figured something was like taken out so yeah that's, that's a shame it, if that effect had worked that would have been really cool yeah and it, and it would have really uh, part of, part of me was thinking like oh well maybe they're they're starting slow and gonna kind of ramp things up but no at this point you're like you said you're 30 40 minutes in like there's no need to like start yeah. slow like let's yeah. let's get on with it right so, yeah absolutely yeah too bad. Um, yeah because you wait long enough to finally see a kill and then that one is the first and it's incredibly lackluster uh but yeah it was kind of a they had no other choice type of thing um but uh, and somehow I, the boyfriend doesn't even see yeah, this happen. Yeah, he's like yeah, in there. Like, he's like Johnny Handsome. That's why I wrote. I wrote. Like, I fucking hate Johnny Handsome. He's just like, he like oh, dips. What? Yeah, he like dips under the water at just the moment that the hand comes up, and then the hand sinks her underwater just as he comes above. And yep. it's like, 
But okay. yeah, but then like John Wayne said, he carries her body out of the pool and walks <laughs> yeah. away with it. And yes, yeah, oh. it's, it's absolutely preposterous that yeah. Mike, the boyfriend, doesn't see any of this. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's really, really funny. But suddenly she's gone. Suddenly she's yeah. gone. Uh, and, but he gets out and narrates like a good chunk of what <laughs> yeah. he's doing. He's like, he's like, where are my pants? Oh, there they are. Thank God for small favors. Puts them on. He's like, where is she? Is that you? What's happening? Oh, I guess I'll go over here. Like that. I'm like, yeah. shut the fuck up, dude. What? I hate that's, you so much. That's some of the like unintentional humor that works yeah. better than I think the actual humor does. Absolutely. Yeah. Or it, yeah. it doesn't necessarily work better, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. Like, she goes and she finds like the, or he finds the, the trail of clothing. That yeah. he follows, and he's like, "Oh, things are getting interesting." And I'm yeah. thinking, yes. you were just nude in the pool yeah. with your girlfriend. Where did it's you not think getting she was... interesting to suddenly find her underwear. <laughs> That's less interesting. It's like it was like NBA Jam. He's heating up, like fucking. All right, get, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was exactly like that. Yeah, I, I was so ready for him to die. I was like, get this guy out of here, man. Oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, that's so that's so funny. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is getting interesting. He's like, yeah, you were just naked. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's great. So yeah, Linda gets off kind of easy uh, compared to what happens to the rest of our our friends. Uh, and so then we cut back to Ed Jr. and Pam and the others walking along the beach, and you get a little jump scare, and it's the helpful cop. Uh, it's just like out of nowhere, and he's like, "Be careful out on these beaches," and they're like, "Why?" Oh well, uh, you might get hit by lightning, which I think is like it's another a beach patrol. <laughs> a beach patrol. That's another line that I think is unintentionally yeah. hilarious. It's by the like, way, oh. there are no battle axes missing from this house. So. <laughs> right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna yeah, they, we're gonna worry about that in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 don't really get into all that with him. They do a little bit where they're talking about like, oh yeah, something happened. He's like, oh, I, I thought, saw someone walking around. You know, he said he's no. I've noted it. Anyway, yeah. and he moves like moves like shuffles along the dialogue. It's just, like... <laughs> but he's like, watch out for that lightning. It's yeah. you know, it's like, thanks, Dad. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. So it's about a good forty minutes into an eighty-minute movie before we get a real uh, serious kill, uh, where we get that satisfying eighties gore kill. Mm -hmm. um, and I and that and once that kicks in, that's when I'm like, okay, I'm totally 100% on board with the mutilator because the kills are fantastic. Um, and Johnny Handsome uh, gets it with the outboard motor. Uh, like some people are like, oh yeah, it's a chainsaw. I'm like, no, that's an outboard motor, which is much more hilarious. Yeah, uh, yeah. It does look like he's coming at first. He's like, oh, oh as it's first <laughs> happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That was another scene where it was supposed to be even more brutal than it was. Uh, like they had built this thing to like go over him that had like you know, that was supposed to pop uh, when it uh, got hit with the motor, uh, but it didn't pop. It just didn't like the latex was too thick for them to cut through. So like it just ended up being all these slashes where you don't see the actual pop moment. Uh, but it's still very graphic. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's getting hit in the in the chest and stomach with this outboard motor. Uh, and uh, the killer, which is, you know, Ed, uh, is just getting sprayed with gore. Uh, and it's like, it, it really, it almost like, a, it's like a moment where someone like wakes you up. You're watching the movie and just when you think like, I can't take it anymore, this happens and you're like, oh yeah! Check this out, man, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you're back. You're back when that happens. You're like, oh, okay. So this is, this is, might just be worth it. Uh, and I would say, uh, it sounds like John Wayne would say no, Scott would say yes, but I would say, 
this yep. everything that happens after that after this makes it worse. That's the only thing that I would say. Like, watch this these parts because like the very next kill we have like is cop good cop trying yeah. to be good or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like that kill is amazing. I wrote like board through head equals good. Like that's fucking <laughs> like uh, yeah. Once it hits that point, that's all you need. Like like Scott said, watch on YouTube the opening and the music part and then just watch for 40 minutes on like that's it like just that's all you need you could really like fast forward through, like the first so you know about 30 20 30 minutes of the movie and you wouldn't miss much except for the, like, the cornball antics of these although, kids. although it does kind of make you want all of those kids to die that's true it do- that so, it does particularly it does around. serve a purpose remember yeah. Yeah. Did we get to the part where the redheaded guy that she's like, go lock the doors and if you leave, I'll show you something. And he goes we'll, down, but it we'll, like goes we'll all super fast motion. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll get there. You're the one who said you wanted to do it chronologically. I, I, I didn't know where we were. Okay. I'm sorry. I lost, I lost my place. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Uh, you know, it's, we're not going to be super strict on, on, on disgusting the mutilator here, but uh, yeah. Uh, Let's talk about Mr. Ralph for a minute. Ralph is the the, the prankster in this. Uh, he's the one where I really rooted for him to die uh, because he makes constant jokes that aren't funny. And he also uh, he doesn't play so well in the Me Too movement uh, because he's constantly hitting on the other girls and even tries to feel up Pam at one point. And he's doing it like right in front of Ed, is like the boyfriend. He's like does it in front of everybody, and everyone's just like, "Oh, that Ralph, he's so wacky." It's like, guys. no, he's being a total fucking creep. Like, if a guy did that to my girlfriend right in front of me, I'd kick his ass, you know? Kill him yourself. Yeah. yeah. Well, Don't wait well for Chris, it was a different time. No, yeah, he was playing pretty fast and loose with uh, all the ladies. But, you know, he yeah. was Ralph, Ralph, you know, he was the jokester. Yeah. He could yeah. be like, he could get away with it. Oh, I drank your beer because I'm funny. Oh, I fucked your girlfriend because I'm funny. <laughs> you know. Well, the, the, the whole I drink your beer because I'm funny thing, that sounds like something you would do. Like, you yeah. have that, that whole thing I have that. you like to play. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, they, but they, yeah, but they, like, they do, like. Which also has to do with fucking someone's wife. Whoa, okay, whoa. All right. I have to, I have to talk to my therapist about this. <laughs> but yeah, they have this whole thing where they, like, they do, like, hide and seek, basically, uh, like, in the house. Uh, and it's supposed to be totally dark, but you can see everything. So it's kind of weird, like, you know, like where they're wandering through the house and like the, the characters, like they're doing hide and seek. So it's like they're feeling the wall and then they feel a person. And it's like you can see everything. So you have to just kind of be like, OK, they can't see what I'm seeing. You kind of have it's, it's a weird thing for them to decide to shoot, you know? Yeah. And that was uh, that was also kind of weirdly dark, like the film of it that I watched. I was like, this is so yeah, not in the dark. not in the clean no. version. Oh, no, it's like, crystal clear when I watch yeah. it. Yeah, it's yeah. too clear. It's too bright. Yeah. yeah, that's what makes it weird. Is because you're yeah. like, you're like, uh, you have to kind of tell yourself that it's supposed to be dark because it looks so clear. Yeah. Although I I know what you're talking about, John Wayne, because the definitely the first time I saw this years ago, it, I was like, I don't know. It was like I remember this movie specifically, and also Humongous, where yes. I watched them, and I'm yes. like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Yeah, it just yeah. like it looks Very like somebody dumb. turned the TV off. Yeah, I've never but, I've never gotten through Humongous because every time yeah. I've found a copy of it, it's so dark I can't tell anything that's happening. I've never gotten yeah. through it. I've yet to see a, a cleaned up enough version. You know, yeah. I know. They finally did that, but I haven't been able to get a hold of it. Yeah, I haven't seen it since either. Yeah. Mm. I'll have to uh, watch the cleaned up version. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, um, 
you at this point in the movie, like arguably, let them play and like because I think it's Ed Junior, isn't it, who who says we should play this hide and seek game and da da da. Uh, like you almost get a sense that maybe Ed Junior is along with his dad, like that they're hunting together in a way. You know, like you can almost get that sense that maybe he's in on the game because he's like. Let's turn out the lights and everyone go hide. Mm-hmm. And we know already at this point that Ed is killing people. It, is that is that what the intent is? I don't is know. That, That's what I'm story? asking. I don't know. I don't know if it oh. is or not. But like you can almost get that sense, don't you think? I think you could read into that into it in that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like oh, let's let's turn off the lights in this house full of weapons and mm-hmm. taxidermy and yeah. just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then you get this weird uh, POV of the killer moment where you hear this kind of like like the Michael Myers like POV with the breathing. And it's like he's not wearing a mask. Why are we hearing like the heavy mask breathing when the killer doesn't wear a mask at all? (laughs) I was more like earlier where Scott said, like, you just want these kids to die. Like, I I was just like, just fucking kill him. Like this kid already didn't give a fuck about anything. I was like, kill this kid. Kill his fucking prude ass girlfriend. Kill them all, dude. Let's go. Let's go. And then they, he does do yes, all of those yeah. things. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it, you, you got. I think I think one of the reasons maybe Ed was so slow on it is he sleeps a lot. Um, it's nice to see a slasher who who values naps because there's many there's many Service moments, strength, dude. Like, did you notice that right. there'll be moments when people go to the tool shed where like a lot like that's the place where people seem to wander off and then get killed. Uh, and like every time, like they'll be walking around the tool shed looking for God knows what, and they'll be they'll like knock something over and then it cuts to Ed. He's sleeping in the tool shed and wakes up. It's like like he's just. He's, he's, you know, he values his rest. I guess. Yeah. Good for him. It's like, yeah. it's, like a, it's like a nod to like the vampire in the coffin almost. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like the eye. I don't know. That's true. But I didn't yeah. think about that. But yeah, but yeah it's good to sleep. Yeah. You need your sleep. Smart. If you're going to kill a bunch of fucking mouthy, stupid ass fucking kids, you better get some sleep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, and that, that's about this time that uh, like all the kids in the house start to go to bed, and the, that's where Pam says, "You know, Ralph's not such a bad guy." And I'm like, "He just tried to grab your tits two minutes ago." I like, I couldn't believe that. She's like, "Oh, he's not such a bad guy after all." And then her boyfriend's like, "Ah, he's awesome." It's like he literally just tried to grab your tits. In the he's dark. like, "I told you, I've been telling you." Yeah, <laughs> like, that's great. Uh, and then, and then, like John Wayne was saying, um, uh, Pam is extra virginal. Uh, like we all know, like the the virginal final girl, the Laurie Strode type, who is the wallflower, or the girl who doesn't have sex in the movie. And as we all know, in a slasher, sex equals murder. You get killed if you if you screw. Uh, but she takes it one step further in that they've agreed, like their boyfriend and girlfriend, and, and like he's okay with her not putting out uh, that she's saving herself for the right time. But when they go to bed, like they have, like they have to wear their full clothes. She's like, "We have an agreement." <laughs> That's their agreement. Yeah, like they, like, and you notice later, like when he gets out of bed, like they're fully clothed. They don't yeah. change their pajamas. Yeah. They're wearing yeah. jeans, shirts, sweaters over the shirts. Uh, it's it's yeah. insane. It's like I was like, man, she's really laying. They're really ra- laying on the virgin uh, thing here. Yeah. Pretty thick, aren't they? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, um, 
I, I, I thought that was really hilarious. That's like that's like the only thing funnier than that. It was the whole framed photo of the guy who accidentally got killed. Uh, <laughs> I want that picture, dude. But yeah, I thought she was. I was like, "There's no way. Come on, she's gonna. She has to put out because then they're gonna get like that's how it's gonna lead." She's like, "Nope, absolutely not. Keep those jeans on, Mister." Like, <laughs> man, I'm not. I'm not sleeping in my jeans unless I pass out in my jeans. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's when my jeans are staying on. Yeah, they are fully dressed in bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so that this is where the movie really picks up steam here. Uh, and yes, uh, and John Wayne, you mentioned um, basically like they they're like we need to you know lock up the house for the night, and so Ralph is like I'm gonna I'll go do it I guess because Sue his girlfriend is nagging him to do it, and then there's that weird moment that John Wayne <laughs> mentioned where yeah. where he Ralph doesn't really want to go do it because he's trying to you know to get it on with Sue, and Sue's like oh I'll, I'll Basically, she says something along the lines like, She said, oh, I'll show you something. Yeah, when you, you get back. It. And she's like and, in a little nighty. Like, and she can really, yeah, she can really, she fills out her nighty very well. And so he's excited to get back. And yeah, it goes into this Benny Hill shit where it's like, <laughs> it's like this, like, <laughs> like, like, like this music plays. And sped it's like, up. Like, yeah, it's yeah. sped up. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, like, like it's, he's in a big hurry to do it because he knows if he gets back, he's going to get lucky. Um, that is like uh, really jarring. That, that. That's another thing where I was like, the tone of this movie does not know what it wants to be. Like, it's all over the fucking place. Like, what are we supposed to feel? Like, I don't know. Like, I, do I want to see this girl's tits? Do I want to see these guys get killed? Am I scared? Am I horny? I have no idea. You're confusing me, mutilator man. Plus, <laughs> I'm singing this fall break song in my head the whole time. I, I, something's got to give here. <laughs> There is, there definitely is something in horror to to comedic uh, punctuation. I guess you know it, it happens in a lot of horror movies. There, there's sure. there is humor, but this this goes beyond far yeah. beyond what's necessary. There was um, not to get like too academic or anything, but um, the uh, if you're familiar at all with the Grand Guignol, the uh, the old uh, yeah. Yeah. horror theater in Paris, um, the the people who created that uh, used to talk about hot and cold showers. And so when they would program a night of plays, they would alternate a horror play with a comedy and then another horror play. And then, a, and it was all to make the, the extreme stuff jump more yeah, you know, and, and yeah. be more extreme because you just got comfortable laughing about something. And, right, and uh, right. you know, that's carried on to today right. in, in horror movies. This um, fails to do that. But it, yeah, exactly. In this case, fails it just to do that. It yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, because <laughs> like, because you don't. Yeah, you don't need the tone to be consistent throughout. But when they try to change tones, it's so fast and it's so extreme and it so doesn't work that that's where it becomes a problem. Like, like I don't mind if like there's a scene where it's like I'm getting turned on because I'm seeing a sexy girl and then all of a sudden she gets an axe in the face. Like, and then you're like, whoa, holy shit! But instead, what you you get these weird herky jerky shifts. And it was funny, in watching the documentary, I was waiting for them to talk about it, and they did. They talk about that moment where it's like the, the film speeds up, and it's like Ralph going out the door like, dee, 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 dee. and um, and some of the people are like, yeah, we were like, we didn't, when Buddy wanted to do this, we were like, ah, it just doesn't seem like it would work. And then he did it, and you know what? It really works. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, no, like, no, no, no. About? It's, it's terrible. It's like the most jarring thing in the whole movie. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, they've got like Florence Nightingale effect or something. Uh, it's like, uh, yeah, 
it's all over the place. And yeah, it, it there is a way to like do that ebb and flow, that comedy and terror like thing, like Scott was saying, like back and forth. But this just does not. No. It, it, it take maybe takes a big swing, but man, it do, it needs to put go back to t-ball for a while. Um, <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, was I the only one who, um, like Ed, kind of recalls the killer in Slumber Party Massacre to me in a way, like his overall look. He's kind of like a guy with gray hair, and he doesn't have a jean jacket like the killer in Slumber Party Massacre. But he has like a blue jacket, and he's just a guy who's really into his power tools. You know, <laughs> there's yeah. not. Yeah, like, I can see that. Yeah, there's not yeah. the sex, there's not the sexual overtone that we get with uh, Slum Party Massacre because he, of course, has a drill and it's it's very phallic, like everything, every angle that they set up, which is funny because that movie was written and directed by women, so it makes it even funnier, but um, uh, or more more surprising, I guess you should say. But yeah, yeah. Ed kind of Ed kind of gave me that feel because you have this slasher who's just a guy wearing regular ass clothes. You know, he's not he doesn't have a cool mask or he's not back from the grave. He's just pissed he, um, it's just ed yeah it's just, just ed. ed. It's just and, big ed. Yeah. and that should like, be that's the name of his biography it's just ed. It's just, what's so. crazy about the ed character to me though is that he apparently snapped uh after ed jr killed his mother understandably right. but this is eight to ten years later yeah. ed, ed jr's college it's like why did he suddenly decide <laughs> now to kill ed and all of his friends or because we had that scene where it's like, oh, there's this guy he killed. It's in a frame. Like, was he killing the whole time? Was I, I he... want to think he was killing the whole time. Yeah. Was he a slasher this whole time? And then just decided to go after his son's friends at this particular moment. That's the only reason I can think why they put that picture in the movie. Yeah. Like where they had to be like, what's this picture? <laughs> like, I almost see them going back. Let me get to pick up that shot uh, just to like point. Because if they only there pull... had been some warning signs. Yeah, they have, to right. pull, they have to pull their idiot audience along to be like, oh, hey, hey, oh, he was, uh, you know, he's a bad guy. He's a bad dude. You know, like, I, that's what I think. But yeah. maybe not. Maybe he did snap. But, I mean. Yeah, it's just funny because they never I, say one way or another. Like, you would think, like, eight to ten years, he would be a prolific serial killer if he was doing it that long. Um, I mean, they do make that one mention, but it's like, oh, it was an accident. But they do talk about how he was, he loved to hunt, uh, and, you know, like he has all these like, he everything but man. Is yeah, yeah, they say that. Yeah, they say that. Yeah. <laughs> and he had all these weird weapons, you know, um, so. Yeah. Uh, but let's, let's get into the, the, the great stuff, uh, because Sue's death. Is my absolute favorite part of the movie, and people are probably going to cancel me on Twitter for saying that. But it's so intense and it's the, so brutal. Uh, I wrote "pussy hook" exclamation <laughs> times five is what I wrote. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sum things up. <laughs> yeah. Sue is killed with what with what's known as a gaff hook. It's a, a very large hook that's used in fishing to get large fish, uh, you know, shark-sized fish, by the mouth and hook them with, uh, and yeah, the scene is really, really intense. Yeah, uh, super intense. Yeah, you're like you got to give it to this movie, even if you don't like the rest of it. That scene is particularly for its time. It was very, uh, very brutal. Uh, he gets, he throws Sue up on his table, and he starts. He goes towards her crotch with a, a fucking gaff hook, uh, yeah. and and uh, they said uh, that in the in the documentary when they were talking about it that um, when they when it premiered, like some guy stood up in the audience was like, he ain't going to do it. He ain't going to do it. 
And uh, <laughs> and the guy who plays Ed was in the answer. Who's like he was like fuck yeah, I'm gonna do it. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude, damn. Yeah. And then he did it. And they don't cut away. Like you watch. It's pretty brutal. It's pretty yeah, brutal. You watch yeah. this girl's crotch get torn up by a, a gaff hook. Uh, and it's and it's brutal and it's well done too. It, it looks really good, even like you know, decades later, it looks really good. A lot of the gore in this movie is really good. The effects, oh. are... yeah, the gore is great. Yeah. The kills like the fucking like trident. No, would have not trident, but like fucking uh, oh, yeah, gig. the gig, the thing through yeah. the neck. Uh, yeah, that's a gig. Yeah, yeah whatever. Like, yeah, gig. Yeah, yeah, um, a gig through the neck. Yeah. The gig. yeah. Yeah, it's a fucking gig. Yeah, you put a gig through the neck. Yeah, also known as a C pitchfork. Yeah, yeah, he'll no. see, yeah that's <laughs> it. He'll trident. Does he put a trident through his mouth? Uh, no, those are those kills are great. All the kills get great. Like we said, after like forty minutes in or whatever, once you hit that point, like you're getting great, great kills. Like yeah. you have to give the people that did these effects like major fucking props. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, the effects were done by uh, Mark Shawstrom and Edmund Farrell. Uh, and yeah, the the effects are really uh the and everyone who made the movie says this too those are the stars of the film and that's one of the things that uh that hurt the 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 movie and we'll talk about that going forward when we get through the actual like story of it um but here's the difference with like those kills like they're super graphic but uh on a previous episode john wayne we talked about uh intruder and those kills are super graphic super gory but Mm -hmm. it's the tone of it is much different uh it's the kills and intruder are very as, as gory as they are, it's kind of a comical thing. They're funny because the movie is funny. Whereas yeah. with the Mutilator, they feel much it, more mean spirited. Yeah. Um, you know, like it's not funny when that girl gets the hook to the groin. Oh, no, it's like, not. The Kills the Mutilator are very angry. It's, whereas in Intruder, they're really more just like, oh, the, how bizarre could you get? How crazy is it? You know? It's a different yeah. tone. A different tone. A very different tone. Um, are we going to talk about the uh, the the end of this movie, or are we saving? Are we not spoiling that? Okay. Well, I mean, we, I mean, we we talked about a lot of it already. Um, but the car scene and the yeah, the finale. Like so the, okay, the termi- like the Terminator spoiler, part. Like, spoiler, <laughs> spoiler, listeners, if you're going to watch Mutilator, we're about to give away the ending. Uh, but yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. No, it's like a Terminator, like Terminator Two part. Like he, they, they think that I don't know. He comes out like and the chick's like don't you do it and he stabs ed jr in the fucking leg and all this crazy shit happens and then all of a sudden she stabs him with the knife that she gets and it's way too easy you're like okay and she's like help me get out of here and they go to the car and they try to leave and you think this guy's dying all this shit happens but all of a sudden he comes back like terminator like on the back with his big battle axe just fucking yeah. breaking through the top ed to try to get to ed jr and uh, homegirl just like throws it in reverse and backs into a fucking wall. Oh wait, before the cop, the cops show up. Like, oh, here are the right. cops, and then she throws it in the reverse. Watch <laughs> me do this, cops. And which like, is, fucking... which is funny because like no one called the cops. They didn't have a. Yeah, I was like, why are the cops there? I was like, who? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, she just backs in and does that, and like, oh. And then what's even better is that the cops are like. All right, go ahead and pull it forward. Like, they would <laughs> let her fucking drive the car anymore after that. Like, she just rammed this dude into a wall. Amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fun finale. Uh, the original ending is they, you know, they made a whole thing 
like in the beginning, you see them driving over that bridge uh, yeah. when, they're, when they're going, I don't know, great. Um, <laughs> and so the ending originally was going to be on that bridge um, where uh, Ed was going to be like, you know, like a drawbridge thing, like they like get caught in it and gets cut in half that way. Um, yeah. But then uh, the city pulled out at the last minute, like, no, we can't hold up traffic for this thing that you need to film, even though it was going to be at night. And oh, so that, wow. that, that didn't happen. And so they decided to just bisect him with the car. Uh, but with a car it, and a cinder block wall. With a, yeah, with a cinder block wall. But <laughs> I, love, I love the ending of, of New York. Very cool. Very I love fun. it because, because he gets cut in half, but then he's still kind of alive, which is really <laughs> great. And he's still like focused on killing people. Even like, He's not like, oh, I'm in pain. He's just like, ah, I'm still going to be all. He's that crazy. Yeah. Uh, and the, the dude who, uh, the cop who shows up next to him, uh, apparently, like this, this guy was a friend of, of uh, buddies, you know, uh, the guy who directed the film, and he actually had lost his leg in Vietnam. Oh, shit. And For so, real? and he was like, Hey, if you want me to be in a scene, you could take my leg off, it'd be hilarious. It was his idea, hell yeah, and, hell and that's yeah. why, like, in that, that's in the, awesome. and that's why the cop gets his leg chopped off, and that guy is like holding his stump, like, that's really real. Like, oh. the guy doesn't have a leg below the knee, and that's why it looks so good. That's um, it is cool. Yeah, yeah. Another thing they did that was really great with the sound effects is, uh, or with the special effects, was the sound. Uh, because one of the things that's really brutal in it is even after they're dead, the mutilator will ram them into the, the bodies into the wall and like nail them, their skulls into the wall, um, yeah. like, hangs them that way. And uh, they talked about how they used melons and fish to create that, those sound effects. They were just like yeah. melons and fish <laughs> with like, a hammer, just like the, for the like sound effect you know that's awesome though yeah yeah <laughs> i thought that was great <laughs> oh man um so yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to i just want to throw in some few things about uh uh you know the making of i mentioned some of it uh already uh when this movie came out uh they really uh, because there was all this stuff like friday the 13th and all these other movies that were Glory, they really didn't expect to get the backlash that they did from the MPAA when it came to getting a rating. Uh, they were really surprised that they got in the trouble that they did with all these scenes um, mm. because of the gore and the carnage. And, you know, the, the production was troubled anyway because they, these people, like, a lot of them didn't really, had never done this before. And so they, they went through all this work and they finally get the thing done. Uh, and then, you know, it, it, technically comes out it's playing uh and they have their premiere and everything but then uh they can't get a rating for it like and the mpa was like we're going to give you an x rating because of the gore you have to cut this 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 and this mm. and they were like we can't cut all of that the movie's only 80 minutes this will make it an hour-long movie if we cut all of these kills and all this gore and besides the fact this is what makes the movie good is these effects and the mpa were a bunch of dicks and uh, kind of fucked them up and so it was a year later that they finally had like a worldwide release with it and they had to cut it. Um, yeah. But it's initial run, like on 42nd street times square, like, like people were lined up to watch it. People really loved it because of the crazy carnage and everything. Uh, and then when it finally came out on VHS, uh, they, it came out in both a cut form and an uncut form. Uh, and so it, it was one of those movies where it's like, make sure you watch the uncut one, dude, make sure you watch that. Because I can't yeah. imagine sitting through this in a cut form. Yeah. The, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. It's a comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bad comedy. But 
yeah. Um, I actually got to see this uh, on 35 millimeter uh, projected in a theater, like wow. maybe five, six years ago, something like that. Nice. It was, uh, which was nice. The crowd definitely enjoyed that theme yeah. song. <laughs> <laughs> I could definitely see that song becoming like a Rocky Horror thing where people sing along and throw shit. You know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Like literally throw shit. <laughs> oh God! So yeah, it, uh, it, it when it came out unrated, it uh, played on a double bill with pieces actually, which we talked about pieces earlier. Uh, so yeah, it, it came out on a double bill with pieces, which is funny because pieces is really uh, graphic too, pretty yeah. gory yeah. movie. Um, so that that's a, a like kind of a perfect double feature, but uh, Mutilator got more beaten down on than pieces did when it came to cutting the movies up um but it did kind of have a resurgence in popularity on vhs and uh the iconic tagline which scott mentioned in the iconic poster of the teenagers hung up with the with the uh the gaff hook in the foreground um and it has gone on to have this this cult following it's one of those slasher movies that like is a deep cut with slasher fans but not quite as deep as say final exam uh, that's much deeper than Mutilator, I would say. Yeah, uh, I, I but, think so. Uh, they yeah. they did talk about how they initially meant to make a sequel to it. Uh, they wanted it to be kind of, well, they wanted oh, it to become uh, like a franchise. Yeah. They wanted it to be like a franchise, you know, because that's one of the reasons they decided to do a slasher instead of just a regular horror movie, is they were hoping, because all the other ones became franchises, they could too. But because the MPAA cut it so to shit, it kind of like ruined their chances at that. Yeah. Um, uh, but because it has this resurgence in uh, you know in cult film history, uh, you know, Buddy has talked about wanting to do a sequel. And this I thought was weird. Uh, you know how there's that mask that's like that weird mask that's on the wall that uh, Ralph picks up and is like, ooh, wearing it on his face. Yeah. Um, that- yeah, well, apparently that mask was collected by Ed Sr. as part of his, like, war trophy shit. So apparently that's supposed to be the mask of a Mayan warrior. And uh, Buddy Cooper was saying that, like, he, uh, thought okay. it'd be cool, he thought it'd be cool to do a sequel where, like, this Mayan warrior is resurrected through the mask wow. and comes and kills everyone. I'm like, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm like, why don't you Awful. just make... Why don't you just make it that Ed Jr. was traumatized by this whole thing and Ed Jr. becomes the next killer? Why don't you make it that that dude, yeah. that picture, the photograph that's all ripped <laughs> to shreds, comes back out of the ocean and kills everyone? Because that would be cool, too. But, but I mean, really, if they were going to do this, like... Yeah, that, that made no those, sense. Like, yeah, those are more logical uh, paths to take. Yeah. Mask. yeah, yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, like bringing a Mayan warrior into it. I'm like, no one wants a Mayan warrior in a Mayan warrior in a mutilator sequel. We just yeah. want a guy. So what, like, yeah. Do that yeah. as its own separate movie and have it be the same mask for Easter egg purposes. But, sure, sure. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't see that as as a mutilator two. No. no, if you're going to do mutilator two, yeah. either bring back Ed beyond the grave or have it be Ed Junior who was so. Because that would be perfect, because like, the dad was traumatized by a horrible event and became a killer. Why not the son, too? He was traumatized by this whole thing that happened and seeing his dad kill all his friends. He becomes the next mutilator. Yeah. Right? Maybe Big Ed, Big Ed, among all of his uh, weaponry in the taxidermy room, has a, a sewing kit, and he just stitches himself back there together <laughs> before it's too late. I mean, 
There you See, go. we could be collecting like Nika Big Ed <laughs> figures right now. If they would have fucking thought about that. Yeah. You know. Hey, I mean, they, if they came out with uh, fucking Billy from Silent Night, Deadly Night, we could get a Mutilator Big Ed action figure at some point. That's true. Yeah. True. Know? Good. Absolutely. <laughs> Good. I, you know, like if he came with all those accessories, if he came with the outboard motor and shit, that's, <laughs> that'd be fucking rad. hilarious. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's all the notes that I have on uh, on Mutilator. Do you guys have any more notes or final thoughts? Uh, I, I mean, I think I really said everything that I had to say about it. Okay. Well, then let's give star ratings. If you're going to give it one to five, one being the worst, five being the best, Scott, what would you give it? Oh boy. Um, I, like I said, I, I have a love hate relationship with this thing. So I sometimes I've watched it a number of times over the year. And, uh, sometimes I, I can't get past the, the supposed comedy. Other times I'm just in mm-hmm. love with the special effects and the kills and the creativity of that stuff. Uh, so I, I guess I just got to go a solid are we out of five. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'll I'll go a solid three out of five. You know, three out of five. Fair. Yeah. yeah. John Wayne, you seem to dislike the movie much more uh, than than Scott and I. So what? what would no, you I'm I, no, I'm not that that much. But I would like say that, like I said, if you want to watch like a smash cut of this movie on like YouTube, like of the kills, or just watch the opening. Think about Perfect Strangers and then fast forward it to 40 minutes and watch it from there. It's it's great. Um, but to watch like the whole thing again, uh, nah, I don't know. I'm not going to do that. Uh, not in its completion. Unless I get this 4K version where I can actually see what the fuck is going on, uh, which in that case I would, which I guess in that case would raise my star rating a half. So I will say two and a half stars. I was going to say two. But I'm going to give that half because I'm going to I'm going to say if I could see it all. I I would probably get another half. So there you go. Well, you you did say that that you liked the previous films that we watched for this better than this, that you liked Edge of the Axe more than the Mutilator, which to me is very surprising. It this one just is like it, it, it like it's the it's the fact that the tone doesn't know what the fuck it's doing throughout and they didn't clamp down on that and direct that a little bit like the it's just like the scenes and the music and the fucking pacing and like everything gets all over the place and you have to get through all of this stupid bullshit and then you're like oh now we're killing people in really cool ways and like but it's like figure it out before you get there like the other movies like at least as corny or stupid as whatever we wanted to say like they got they it was better than this i thought my opinion i'm stupid though no, you're not saying you're stupid. I was just saying I found that a curious I, I thing. Yeah. Okay, uh, fair enough. Curious um, George. See, could, you I, be, could you be the man in the yellow hat to my curious George? I think I already am. I thought that's, that's what it was. That was our whole thing. Like <laughs> that's the tattoo I got on my ass. Yeah, like that, or like I'm I'm the brain to your pinky. Like like one of those one of those two. You know. That's right. A <laughs> <laughs> um, fall to your break. <laughs> the fault here, break. <laughs> break into uh, my heart, well, dude. Well, um, <laughs> I I definitely like this much better than Edge of the Axe. Um, even though I didn't hate Edge of the Axe, I don't find it nearly as entertaining as the Mutilator. Uh, Edge of the Axe doesn't have nearly as cool of kills, 
uh, doesn't have any real memorable things in it. Um, New Relator, if nothing else, has the uh, the gaff hook kill, which is super memorable. And the other kills are gory, too, and a lot of fun. And gore goes a long way with me, particularly when it's a, a shocking kill like the gaff hook kill, and particularly when it's done in the 1980s as opposed to now where you, can get, where you have these insane movies like Serbian Fell and Martyrs. Uh, I think they really pushed things uh, with that particular gaff hook kill in the vagina. Uh, I mean, when a woman gets a hook in the in the Lulu in a film and it doesn't cut yeah. away, that's 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 in some intense ballsy horror yeah. shit right there. Uh, so I would give because um, you know, I was kind of generous with Edge of the Axe because I did find it somewhat entertaining. I gave that three stars. I have to give Mutilator more than that, so I will give Mutilator three and a half stars, uh, closer to four stars actually, because I out of love five out of five. Out of five yeah, okay, out okay. of five. Um, I would at least give it three and a half stars just because it was so ballsy in its kills and so intense. Uh, but I totally agree that uh, it's the characters are very uninteresting. Uh, like there's uh, other like Ralph is the Joker. The rest of them are just all very interchangeable. They're not very uh, layered, you know, there's or anything. Uh, so it's not like a movie like Killer Party, which has no gore, but the, the characters are so amusing and funny to me that I can kind of, that that carries it, you know? Yeah. Uh, this does Ed, not Ed, have that. No, and Ed Jr. is so unaffected by the fact that he shot his mom and like all this crazy shit. He's like, hey, who cares? Uh, let's fucking party. What? Let me see your pussy. You know, if we go to, you know, everybody, like, ha everybody has a man? past. I guess they just deal with it in different ways. I don't think that's necessarily true. You're, I mean, because uh, yeah, the film jumps from one that that scene to the next, but I mean, it's been like ten years, and they're not actively discussing the death of his mother. Like they, they talk about it behind his back, so you know. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, but uh, I'll let it go. But yeah, I I, I really uh, I really like the Mutilator um, because even when it's terrible, it entertains me, but not. Not because it's trying to like the scenes where it's trying to be funny, it's totally not, and it's it's terrible and unbearable. I agree with you guys on that. Uh, but the fall break song makes me laugh every time I hear it. Uh, the the, the fucking funny. the framed picture of the guy he accidentally killed is hilarious yes. to me. The fact yeah. that the boyfriend doesn't see the the, the the killer kill the girl and the bully doesn't see it that's hilarious to me. So I'm amused throughout the movie, uh, and really it's the gore that's out of control, like. You know, it's like fucking Friday Thirteenth hatchet intruder levels of gore kills. So I got to give it three and a half stars at, at the least. Fair enough. Yeah. All right. Huh? All right. Well, I guess that's I guess that's the mutilator, everybody. So you can go check that out. Uh, it, apparently, you know, it's free on Tubi right now. But John Wayne is telling us that it's a really blurry. Uh, it's just dark. It's, it's really dark. dark I yeah. I was going to say, I should have mentioned this earlier, but I think there might be multiple versions on Tubi because I, I thought I saw one uh, that has that has the word clean in it. I saw that on Amazon. OK, yeah. so maybe maybe that's yeah. I, I watched the uncut like okay. one on Tubi. Like there was okay. definitely nothing cut out of that. Right. It was just dark in places because Chris, because so we talked about this offline. Chris was like the the edited one is on and I like looked it up and I was like, all right, cool. I'll watch this one. Well, I was but, just wondering if the, if the clean word meant that it was like cleaned up and, and brighter, not necessarily edited. Uh, yeah, maybe. Because that's what I thought. I thought clean meant that it was the uh, you know, censored version. Yeah, I thought Could they be. sensed it. Yeah. So I thought they took like the F's out. 
like an Eminem album at Walmart. <laughs> you know, nah, who I knows? Think. I mean, we're all just going to have to watch it a couple more times. All right, well, I'm going to watch it again then, yeah. I guess. So you know, we'll it's, like, it's funny you said because like, I don't think there's really any language in the movie, really, um, that, that I, I can remember. remember. And you yeah, don't get a, you don't get you get the skinny dipping scene, but you don't get any sex scenes. You get no. you get you get to see a little boobage, but I mean it's really not all that much. Um, so you yeah, do, it was you do get a giant hook in the pussy though. Yeah, that's that's a thing. It's like they mm-hmm. got it. They got cracked down on because the kills and the gore was so brutal. There's no language. There's no hardcore sex. It, the, the MPA was just like, holy shit! You you put a gaff hook through a woman's vagina and showed it. It's not even just suggested. It's not even like you see it's about to happen. They cut away. No, they show it. It's like an Ed Lee novel. Yeah, <laughs> she is still she is still clothed at least. Yeah, I mean, she's clothed and alive that. through yes, the entire fucking time. That's true. I will but, say, if you want to see, if you want to see an alternate version of that sort of scene, there's a movie called Patrick Still Lives, which is uh, an Italian uh, ripoff sequel to Pat to the Astro- Australian movie Patrick. Yeah. And if you see the uncut version of Patrick Still Lives, also known as Patrick Viva Ancora, you might get a little more than you bargained for. All right. This is so. why we. This is why I wanted to have you on the show. <laughs> like, you pull out the really obscure stuff, and I love that. Uh, I, I didn't know I was going to recommend that movie when I signed <laughs> on here. And I didn't know until about 30 seconds ago. But uh, there, well, there you have I it. Have, I, I've not seen that. I, I have seen Patrick. I know Patrick. Yeah. Uh, uh, not the greatest movie, but a lot of people really like it. I, I thought it was kind of slow, but it has a great Goblin score. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so the, uh, I know I knew that there was like a knockoff of it, much as like the uh, like you know Zombie One, Three, Five, like all these different knockoffs and stuff. Yeah, it's um, insane. Yeah. And just make sure you that. watch the uncut version of that because there is a, a an extremely neutered version that's mm-hmm. not worth watching. I okay. think Severn uh, put it out just in the last few years. The uncut. Okay. So, yeah, I knew it existed, but because I wasn't that super into Patrick, I was like, yeah. I don't know. But the, now that you say that, you now, don't need you don't need to be. Yeah, <laughs> you don't need to be. Now that you say it, like now that you mentioned it, I'm gonna like buy it as soon as we get. <laughs> that's just how I am. Um, all right, but well, well, yeah, so yeah, but it, yeah. She, to be fair, she is clothed and she is wearing jeans. It would have been more brutal if they had kept her in the nightgown uh, wow. that she was in. But it doesn't matter. You still see this hook going into her and up through her fucking abdomen it's really it's they it's don't rough. cut away it's rough you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty rough so uh i give it uh all, all the props in the world for that so well scott we really appreciate you being with us on this episode uh, i had a lot of fun thank you yeah you're you're a bad motherfucker you know that um <laughs> We'll see you at uh, Scares a Care, if not sooner. Yeah. For sure. We're, it's not uh, that far away, though. That's yeah. not. Yeah. It's not, it's, not, it's not like a fall break. <laughs> no. <laughs> sooner no, than that's, you think. That's, that's true. We'll all be at Scares a Care. Uh, for those of you listening, Scott Cole, you can come see it at Scares a Care this summer uh, in Williamsburg at the end of July. Uh, John Wayne and I will both be there as well. That's right. Yeah. We have I think a re- there's... Our... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, if we're wrapping things up, I was going to say there's there's Same. only one proper way to to end this thing, and that's all together by sword, by pick, by axe, bye bye. When the leaves of summer 
Turn the red and gold and the football games Bring a hint of the cold times again We'll pack the car with escape in mind Forgetting about classes, leaving books behind Time to get away Empty cottage sitting on the shore Tourists 